Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that chronicles one man's descent into alcoholism in real time. Here are two guys who put their dreams in the save-for-later portion of their Amazon cart. What's that supposed to mean? It's just a joke. Like the one that's in your pants? <laughs> Here are Matt and Doug. You used it, Doug. <laughs> I did use it. I had that. See, I can remove that from next week's open now. Okay. So it's Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm hanging in there. So just for a little bit of coaching the podcast, it is Sunday. It halftime I think just ended in the Packer game. So hopefully it was, it's a it's a real burner. Yeah, That's why I'm like, burner. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it, let's do this podcast. Well, given what it is, we might actually be done before the the before the Packer game's over. Perhaps. I doubt it, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. So you're ready to jump into housekeeping? I am ready to jump right in. And now, it's time for podcast housekeeping. It was a very crisp, clean podcast last week. I have almost nothing. I have less than normal. Um, okay. Of course, you know, I always get most of my stuff in the second listen through. <laughs> yeah, and when you told me you just listened to it a second time, I'm like, a second time? Who's got that kind of time on their hands? There's some, most people don't have time to listen to it once. Uh, and actually, we've gotten a, a we had a big, we had the, our third biggest week ever, listener-wise, oh, last okay. week. Um, and for some reason, Youngblood, <laughs> a lot yeah. of listens from the UK. I do not know why. Really? I, there must be a big thing ha- having to do with Rob Lowe's ass over there. <laughs> but speaking of young blood, would you care to guess how much hockey talk there was of just Matt spewing out hockey stuff? Seven minutes. 12 minutes and 10 seconds. <laughs> I, I timed it. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> it, I swear, I timed it. Every time there was hockey talk, I had my phone and I would just hit the timer and then stop it when I was done. I'm sure there was more because there was a couple of times I was late to the game with the timer. <laughs> well, how, how do you listen to stuff? Do you just listen to it like in the car or? It actually- depends. Either, with, either if I'm walking or if I'm making kids breakfast um, or making dinner or in the car. It's, just like headphones or like yeah, earbuds? or AirPods, yeah. Never have I ever listened to one of our podcasts from beginning to end in one sitting. Oh, neither have I, except when I'm driving, like if okay. I'm like long, long distance driving. Okay. But I was listening to the podcast last week and it's, it's not stereo. It, it's the same thing in both channels. But as I'm listening to it, the left side is a noticeable level lower than the right side. And okay. I thought that was odd. So I, I swapped my, my earbuds and then it was the right side was lower. It's like, okay, so there's, there's got to be something in the mix. And I looked at it. And I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, why the fuck is it lower? Because my first thing was, oh, am I going deaf in my left ear? But then I actually took my, my earbud out and mm-hmm. inside of it just caked with wax. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, uh, I've done that. I, I've had to take the, uh, the Clorox, Clorox wipe to my ear, earbuds. Yeah, sometimes I use a, a toothpick to get kind okay. of in there and, and dig it out. But mm-hmm. as I said, a lot of people listen to Youngblood. Um, very few people listen to the original version of the Youngblood, Youngblood podcast. 
because I got taken to task very, very quickly. Oh, you did? What yeah. happened? What did you have to cut? Uh, the question that came right after the open. The question that came right after. Oh, okay. Oh, so, oh, so that's not on there anymore? No, it's not. <laughs> about, about Tracy's bush? Yes, that is not on there anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got not appropriate. Not appropriate. Oh. I got I got oh. I got chastised really? like a young boy. <laughs> that's that's what was that's what was called out as a not appropriate. Has she listened to this podcast? Well that's from Jen. Yeah, I know that. Uh yeah, she has. Um Yeah. But I mean, caveat emptor. She she knows who she married. Right. She also course. took me to task to, for the fact that I did not actually take my son to the ER. I took him to urgent care. And apparently that's, that, that's a huge difference. Yes. Kind of like physician's assistant and medical assistant. And there is one thing I forgot to um, talk about in when I was explaining. It. Remember, this is probably two months ago or so when I changed my, my ringtones. Yes. And normally my phone is on vibrate, but just because of some personal stuff I have going on, I can't miss certain calls. Okay. And I'm sitting in the waiting room and there's like 10, 15 people in there. And my phone just starts going, you're awesome, man. <laughs> You're awesome, man. You're awesome. Are they looking man. at are they are they looking at you like God? This guy has like low self esteem, and he just needs daily reminders that he's okay. Yes, and then my son, who's in dire pain, still could look at me with disdain while that was going on. Okay, uh, this really doesn't have anything to do with housekeeping, but do you know what movie they're going to reboot? It's a movie that we've done, Roadhouse. Yes, with Jake. Gyllenhaal starring and Doug Lyman directing. He's the one that did uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith and um, did I think, he do the Bourne Identity? Yeah, I think he did a couple, at least one of the Bourne films. Okay. Um, and Swingers. He was Swingers, right? Yes, he was the director of Swingers because okay. that was written by Favreau. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't, and actually kind of in the same roadhouse vein, how the hell did we miss the pain don't hurt? That was I know, so obvious. I, for, I know. For last yeah, week. I, yeah, I kind of figured, I didn't even bother mentioning it to you because I figured you're so on top of things like that that you would have had it. Yeah, yeah. I was not not prepped for that. Uh, I said it, it was, I could run to my parents' house in less than a minute if I had to. Mm-hmm. It's actually one third of a mile. So, no, I could not run it in a minute. Okay. All right. Have you tried it? Have you tried how fast you could do it? it one third of a mile is more than one quarter of a mile, and I could not run a one quarter mile in, in a minute. Back no, in my prime, no. maybe. Ooh, that's really? Yeah, it, it would have been close. I could have been close to uh, under a minute quarter. That's flying, man. Yeah, I'm, For... I was fast. Okay. Um, your prediction last week that it would be. Uh, in the NFC, either the Cowboys or the Rams in the, in the Super Bowl, and they both got taken to task. Yeah, in my in my notes, Dallas is a good football team. Of course, they had a very much a bounce back week today. Yes, yes, they did. They kicked the shit out of somebody. I don't know who. Uh, the Falcons. Uh, the end of Youngblood makes no sense at all. How so? Uh, because they were playing for a specific tournament or a specific championship. That mm-hmm. championship is actually a four-team round robin. Okay. It is not. It is. There are three different divisions in juniors in in Canada. And, sorry, your timer for hockey talk. And uh-huh. the, the the host city gets a second team. So it's four teams that play in it. 
and it's a round robin, so you, you, they each play each other one time. Okay. But a best of seven series should take between eight and 11 days, depending on the sport. Okay. And the very last thing I had is Jason Lee was a Scientologist, but no longer is. And I swear to God, we have talked about that on this podcast before. With Jason Lee? I think so. I know with some Scientologists we did. The, was it Leah Remini or Leah? Leah Remini? No. Yes. Okay. Uh, she's the one who, her, her, uh, Corso, Corsi, uh, her dad ran the beach club in Saved by the Bell. Oh. Oh, yeah. Her. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Okay. So. What have you been up to? You might want to tighten that one up at some point. You think you think so? Yeah, maybe. Just maybe. Um, so at the end of my busy season, I usually take the like last week of October and that first week of November and I really kind of turn into a sloth and just take it easy. Don't really change my diet. I don't exercise. So I'm not bur- I'm I'm eating the same, but I'm not burning as many calories as I am working. So I tend to put on a little weight. My my pants um, you know, get a little bit tight. And, and I said to my missus, um, well, okay. Normally when I say to my missus, God, I'm, I'm getting fat. And she'll say, no, you're not honey. You know, just, you know, you, your, your weight fluctuates, you'll be fine. And this time when I said, God, I'm getting fat. She goes, you really shouldn't criticize yourself. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't, she, she didn't deny it. That's not a denial. <laughs> No. So yeah, I, I mean, in so many words, she kind of fat shamed me a little bit. Like, yeah, fat, like, yeah, yeah, Lardo. Yeah. There was a couple of pounds. There is something I did forget from housekeeping and this okay. was a, a, a Doug thing. Why didn't you help me before? Or why didn't you help me before? Not bad. Not great. Okay. Not bad. All right. So you I, didn't pull the, uh, you didn't pull the, uh, warriors come out to play you didn't pull that comparison well i figured that would come up today okay and actually i should have the warriors clip so i'm gonna have to pull that up at some point before we get to the movie itself yes went on Uh, a college visit yesterday oh really yes another one yes your son's a junior right yes okay and this was the last one that i'm responsible for but it was a couple hours away and had to get up early get him up, drive to um, Bowling Green, which is about two hours away. They always had the best-looking chicks in the Playboy College edition. Uh, I I don't know. There was some talent there, but he sleeps the entire way there. And he sleeps by – he actually puts his mask that he had to bring, you know, for being there just mm-hmm. over his eyes. Okay. But as I talked before, him and Jen, worthless in the car as far as helping – Mm-hmm. So I was listening to a podcast on the way there and I was listening to not, not ours, a different one, but then I had actually queued up another podcast. I'm like, well, he's asleep. I can listen to one of ours. Okay. And that will come up in just a minute. But 
for for you. And actually, I got to play this first. When you're feeling blue and there's nothing left to do, you can talk about poop, poop, poop. What is the worst part about a road win? The worst part about a road win? Yes. <sighs> Sitting on an unclean toilet seat. Well, I, I, I guess, yeah, that, that's fair. I'm talking about assuming that there's not crap all over or crap. There's not piss all over the toilet or okay. it's, a, it's a clean environment. What is, what is the worst thing? Consider it being maybe not like at a McDonald's, but at somebody's home. And hopefully at somebody's home, there's not piss all over the seat. Uh, that you, so it's at somebody's home. Just hypothetically that you drop a bomb and it just stinks. You know, for me, the worst part about a road win is the toilet paper. Okay, you're you're not you're not getting your home concessions, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, you you don't have the two ply, and uh-huh. you know this happened to be at a college, so it was oh, like institu- sandpaper, institutional toilet paper, right? And as we're going on this tour, my younger son and I are, and he he kind of noped out of interest of going there pretty early in the tour. I don't know why he just was not really interested. So we were kind of talking more just the two of us rather than talking within the, the, the tour thing itself. And we were getting towards the end of the tour. And he said, if this isn't over soon, I'm just walking away. Cause I got to go take a crap. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay. And then tour keeps going. And he said, Seriously, I am going to walk. I'm like, if you have to go, go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold it against you. But we're we're getting to the last building, and he said this is gonna make it four for four, <laughs> on on different, the different college tours that he's went to. Okay. So we get done with the tour, and he goes into the bathroom, and I had to go too. So I went into the bathroom, and I had to go into the deluxe stall. Okay. Did you reach over and tap his foot? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I walked into the deluxe stall, and okay piss everywhere <laughs> oh god that's the worst man so that so did you have to clean it up then before no. you sat down no i i walked out I, oh you walked out i was not i was not if i was if i was in a position where i was at if i was at game time yeah then you just grab some toilet paper you wipe it down and you deal or you hover right but yes. I, I was not in dire circumstances so i said okay. you know what he's gonna take a while I'm going to walk around and I'm just going to find a different bathroom to go to. Okay. But last week, uh, you proved your hypocrisy. Do you know how? No, I do not. What do you do when you walk the dog? You carry a shovel with you? I take a stick and I flick it into the woods. (laughs) So I I unless somebody's Unless somebody's around, then yes, then I'll pick it up. But if not, no, I just... He's such a small dog. They're such little turds. I just take a stick and I flick it into the woods. You're a bad person. No, I'm not a bad person. You know what? Because that's second harvest. Some mouse or some chipmunk is going to find that and be like, oh, look at this. So on the way back, I listened to the Top Gun podcast. Okay. People are just letting their dogs shit on the road and not picking it up. Like, What kind of filthy animal are you that you're just letting your dog shit on the road? Did you hear the sound quality? Oh yeah! Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the sound okay, that's quality. that's 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 different. So my 
my two and a half mile walk is I walk a portion of the subdivision and then I get to this trail called the bug line and there's trees, there's woods on either side of the bug line the entire way. So if, it, if, if we're in the subdivision and he poops on the road or he poops in somebody's yard, yeah, I pick it up. But we're on, when we're on the trail and there's acres and acres of woods around, yeah, that's when I take the stick and I flick it into the woods. Or just leave it there. <laughs> no, I don't leave it there. I flick it into the woods. Okay, so that's all I have for. All right, all this talk of poo, I got to go drop a log. Oh, put it someplace I can find it. <laughs> I'm going to eat that guy's shit. Okay, um, so I make a weekly deposit for my business. And I always go through the drive-thru. I, I never go into the lobby. And it was a branch of, of a bank that I that I normally don't go to. And when I got my receipt back, the guy who was the teller behind the window said, Oh, looks like the bugs in Lake country had a real bad week. <laughs> Meaning, you know, I had a, I had a big deposit. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I found that interesting commentary coming from a banker, a bank teller that you, you would, you know, comment on the size of my deposit. But then he said, Oh, and by the way, your organization of your checks, I'm giving you an, a solid A+. Plus. He was hitting on you, Doug. <laughs> well, he was bald and a little fat, so uh, and probably my age. So he's probably thinking that, you know, maybe I, he was, I was in that gay club, you know, bald, fat guy. Uh, but, you know, I just take a binder clip and stack all my checks according to size and then put my deposit slip on top of that. And, I mean, how else do people do deposits? Do they just crumple up their checks into a big pile and throw them in the drawer? I mean, how? I don't understand that. Why would you not want to be organized? I want to get in and out of there as quickly as possible. I don't know the last time I had anything to do with the check. But it has been a hot minute. Okay. All right. Um, and then I took in you know, our, our giant trampoline. And around the edge where the springs are, there's kind of this padding. And it, and it has to be tied to the springs underneath with these elastic tie straps. Okay. And it's cold. And I'm trying to undo these elastic tie straps, and every single fucking one of them is double knotted. And I am motherfucking the son of a bitch who double knotted all of these. I'm, you know, my fucking kids, my wife. What the fuck are you doing double knotting these? Because we all put it together as a family. And then my missus got home, and I told her about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, don't you remember? We couldn't get them uh, single knotted, so you told us to double knot it. And I said to you, isn't that going to be tough to undo them? And you said, don't worry about it. I'll worry about it in the fall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did say that. Yeah, you buddy fucked yourself. Yes. And then the big event that we had yesterday with Cub Scouts was our rain gutter regatta, where the kids get these little... Yes, wooden wooden boat kits, sailboats. And then we have, they're not rain gutters, but they're 10-foot sections of 8-inch PVC cut in half and sit on saw bucks. And then the kids, they build their boats and they blow them with the straws. Um, and we always do it at the cafeteria in the school. And they the school provides us with stanchions. You know what a stanchion is? I, I'm sure I do, but it's not coming to me. It's, so. it's like a post that you hook the velvet rope onto. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. It's okay, got like the the but little have, like dildo top to it. But they have, yeah, but they have new ones with you know the retra- retractable things. And then you just like slide it on the edge yes. of the other one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sure. 
So with one of our one of the first people that was um, helping me do this, uh, I texted him and said, "Oh, by the way, the school is giving us six sex stanchions with retractable straps instead of six stanchions." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my voice detects sex instead of six, and he thought that that was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny. You're not laughing, but the same exact thing happened to me today. Okay, uh, not with stanchions, but. No, Jen was walking and and she voice texted me something and it made no sense. But the first word was sex. Okay. And she got home like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) And and she said, I don't understand. What what is your problem? Look at, look at the text you sent me. Okay. She's like, yeah, that's not right. (laughs) Okay. So uh, played hockey today. Mm -hmm. More, more hockey talk, more hockey talk starting the timer. So, Got done getting dressed and they were still zamboning the ice. So I went out to like the lobby area to check the score of the football games. Mm-hmm. And I got swarmed by little kids because they had just gotten done with uh, like an open skate thing. Okay. So I got swarmed by like seven kids that just started asking me hockey stuff. Do you play hockey? It's like, no, dumbass. I'm wearing this because I don't play hockey. Yes, I play hockey. How tall are you? How long have you been playing hockey? Is everybody in your old league old? <laughs> Little nice. fucker. I go back in the locker room and somebody's like, they said they walked by when they heard the old thing and, and they just, they almost couldn't make it to the locker room. They were laughing so hard. <laughs> and then the last thing I have is something I know I've mentioned many, many times is there is food that is mine. It is not family food. It is my food. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's bad enough when some... And what is... Hold on. What is... what? Tell me what that food is. Well, it, it depends. It could be string cheese. Okay. In this particular case, it happened to be Little Debbie's. Are you six years old? Those are my Little Debbie's. What kind of Little Debbie's? The cupcakes? No, the snowballs? I... Snowballs? I, I like, like the snowball. Christmas tree ones. <laughs> you like snowballing. I like the Christmas tree ones. <laughs> I like the cosmic brownies. But it, it's bad enough when... My family eats them. Okay. I come downstairs last night because I was watching TV and Little Debbie's box is open and say there's 10 of them. Eight of them are Mm -hmm. gone. Ooh. And it wasn't even my kid or my family. It was my my son's idiot friends. (laughs) Oh, well, but did you write? I mean, you have to write on there then with a Sharpie. Mr. Box... Little Debbie's, don't fucking touch. Yeah, I actually, Jen said, we'll write your name on them. And I'm going to. And I will say, do not fucking eat these. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I have different, like, dips and stuff. Kodiak, that, skull. No, no. You know, like spinach artichoke dip, okay. taco dip, that sort of thing. That nobody else eats. Um, the thing that pisses me off the most is when I make a pizza. And there'll be, you know, I mean, a 12-inch tombstone I can crush six of those eight pieces easily. <laughs> oh, I, every time I cook a pizza, I will eat the whole thing. Okay. So then I'll put, you know, two pieces in a, in a Ziploc bag into the refri- in the refrigerator. And the next day I'll be like, ooh, where are those? My fucking missus ate them. And, you know, because you're looking forward to those two pieces of pizza. Oh, and yeah. When they're not, and when they're not there, it's a huge disappointment. Oh, yeah. That happens a lot with uh, not, not a lot of fast food will reheat well or or is good beyond like the first serving period 
mm-hmm. but Taco Bell soft tacos, they're fine. Okay. You can heat those fuckers up in the microwave and they're, they're as good as new. And, okay. you know, you order, you have your order and you don't, you purposely leave one in reserve. You don't eat that one and you throw it in the refrigerator because you're going to have it for a late night mm-hmm. snack or you're going to have the next morning and you go in there and it's gone and you go into the trash and it's there. Or if you're, you have my son, the taco wrapper is just sitting on the island. <laughs> it's the disappointment. <laughs> still in the refrigerator. There's been plenty of empty boxes of ice cream treats left in the freezer. And you go, it's, oh, there's still one in there. And you grab the box and it's empty. It's, it's, it's not the freezer so much. It's the pantry where the okay. empty boxes live. Mm-hmm. And when, when you get a, uh, a cookie thing that comes in a metal tin, what do you do with that metal tin? You just toss it? Uh, it usually St. Vinnie DePaul's or, or, yeah, I guess toss it. Throw it in the recycle bin. Yeah, I always think those things are good for just like storing random small things. Okay. But that's all I got. That's about all I got as well. Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. Yeah, you'll get this. I think you, you, you threw me a toss. You throw, threw me an easy one last week. I figured I'd return the favor. Caddy Chef. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Play the reveal. I want you to kill every golfer on the course. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. Golfers! You're great kid, not golfers! The little brown furry rodents! See, I would have thought you would have went with the, um, Hey, we're all going to get laid! Oh, no. Okay. Okay. So, ready for the movie itself? Yeah. No, we got to have something to drink, don't we? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, getting ahead of myself. I'm so thirsty. Come on. Now it's time for me to just a show. Slip it down and swallow it good because I'm so thirsty. All right. Um, you know, I forgot to mention in what you're up to is uh, my 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 twelve year old boy who just turned twelve and three of his buddies. I took them to a movie yesterday, and we'll get into what you're watching. Um, you guys don't have Point Burger bars by you, do you? Never heard of it. Okay, well you you've heard of Point Beer from yes. Stevens Point. Okay, they have they have Point Burger bars, which it's you know beer and burgers, and they're nice. And then they usually have like the big game room where you know you earn tickets to get little tchotchkes. Sure. And my missus and I each got a uh, a beer with dinner because she, she joined us after the movie. And neither one of us were really impressed with the beer. And, of course, I just reached into the refrigerator to grab something, and I grabbed out a Point Hazy Pebbles Fruity Hazy Milkshake IPA. And uh, I have a feeling I'm not going to be too happy with this selection. But... Uh, we will see. I bet friend of show Joey likes these because he likes the hazies. Mm. 
Actually, yeah, I know that's fucking super berry. There's lots of berries in that. Mm, okay. All right. I'll drink it. Not going to be happy with it, but I'll, I'll drink it. You know, I, I think that the people that work at the liquor section of my local grocery store think I'm an alcoholic or something. Yeah, perhaps. Because I'm going in there every week and I'm just buying singles of like little shots that okay. you can get. And I think I've run out of the different varieties that they have that I will drink because I'm not going to drink just like Tangeray. Okay. Or, or something like that. And I think I might have actually had this one before. This is a Jim Beam Fire. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, what was the one that you couldn't even take a drink of? It was so bad. Oh, that's that peanut butter. That was the peanut butter shit. And that was the one I got in Vegas. Okay. At a Walgreens. A Walgreens. <laughs> in Vegas. Okay. So, and then I got, you know, Chaser Saw. Bottoms up. Yeah, it's just Jim Beam with Fireball in it, I think. Okay. All right. So are we ready for the, for the movie? Yep. The song is not great. You you may chuckle, um, but you're not going to understand it if you didn't watch the movie. Okay. You'll understand, you'll understand it once you've listened to us talk about the movie. Okay. Okay. I'm lying in bed, ready to project, thinking of you on a train. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This week we are doing Dreamscape, not Dream Quest, like I said last week. Apparently, Dream Quest is a pornographic film starring Jenna Jameson. A friend of the show, Joey, mentioned that to me and said, I think I might even have that VHS copy in the basement. Um, released August 17th, 1984, directed by Joseph Rubin, best known for Sleeping with the Enemy, The Good Son, and Money Train, based on Roger Zelazny's novella, <clears throat> He Who Shapes, and his 1966 novel, The Dream Master. This was the second film with a PG-13 rating following Red Dawn. Now, I noticed the platform that we watched it on said Rated R, and I had read in the IMDb notes that there was a deleted scene that would have made it rated R, but that was not in this film. Uh, it could have been the F-bombs. I know that there was a couple. Okay, but I know that they they actually did, sh- in the rated R version, they show Kate Capshaw's boobs in the train scene. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, had a $6 million budget, earning $12 million at the box office, 78% Rotten Tomato critic score, and a 46% Rotten Tomato audience score. Starring Dennis Quaid as Alex, best known for banging Meg Ryan. Kate Capshaw as Jane, best known for having a clown car for a cervix, pushing out six kids for husband Steven Spielberg. Um, <clears throat> Max von Sydow uh, as Novotny, best known for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Christopher Plummer 
as Blair, best known for Colonel Von Trapp in... Sound of Music. The Sound of Music, where he uh, performed this. Edelweiss, Edelweiss, every morning you greet me. So both Plummer and Max von Sydow were 52 when this film was released. Okay. And now they're like old and both dead. Yes. Um, I don't look as old as these guys. You're not 52. I know, but I'm not that far away. Either are you. Well, that actually, the thing is, Von Saito, I thought, looked young because I'm used to seeing him in, like, The Force Awakens. Yes, right. So, also starring Eddie Albert as the president, best known for piloting a Higgins boat during the Battle of Tarawa in World War II, and David Patrick Kelly as Tommy, best known for... Warriors come out to play. Also, I'm also playing President Harry S. Truman in Flags of Our Fathers. He dropped the big one. Drop two. <laughs> yes. All right, now it's time for... You're missing one. Who am I missing? George Went. Oh, he... He's not even worth mentioning. He's barely in this movie. So there's Kate Capshaw, who I would say yeah. is best known for. Indy! Which, believe yes. it or not, she only screams Indy twice in that film. Really? Yeah. Uh, during the bug scene? Nope. No. Nope. It is when they lose their elephants on their way to Pankot Palace. Okay. And the second one is... Towards the end, when they're in like the, the place where they're mining. Okay, see, I would have thought that she was best known for, um, space camp. No, no, we're crashing. We're not sinking. Oh, okay. I feel like that's her most memorable line in that movie. And then uh, uh, George Went, best known for. No! Right. There's a supercut of the times they say Norm on Cheers. It's. Mm-hmm. 13 minutes long. <laughs> mm. So just a little bit longer than hockey talk from last week. Yes. Okay. Now it's time to play. <clears throat> Welcome back. You've been on this show before. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? Okay, um, I have four, and one of them you might say does not count. Uh, would that be Patrick David Patrick Kelly? Yes. Yeah, it does, because I counted, uh, what's his face, from, uh, King, from Kong? King Kong. Yeah, what's his, why can't I think of his name now, from Johnny Dangerously? Come on, he's on Saturday Night Live. Oh, uh, ba, 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 ba. not Joe Piscopo. Yeah, Joe okay. Piscopo. Okay, so Dennis okay. Quaid. I got five. Okay, I have Dennis Quaid, mm-hmm. three, inner space and the right stuff. Uh, Von Sydow joins the four-time group with Flash Gordon, Strange Brew, and Conan. Mm-hmm. George Went, mm-hmm. Fletch, yes. and then David Patrick Kelly from Ford Fairlane. 
Yeah, you missed Chris Mulkey from First Blood. He's one of the guys that picks up Alex in the beginning. Okay. He's one he's a cop in First Blood. Is is that top tier in IMDb? Yes, it is. Okay. I never go to the second tier. Okay. So go ahead. Okay. Have you seen this movie? I would have sworn I'd seen it before. And if I did, I only have one small memory from it. But for the most part, it's all brand new to me. Okay. Yeah, I I can't remember if I saw this in the theater or HBO or VHS, but I saw it a couple of times and then... I probably have not seen it since 85 or 86. It is actually so. being remade. Is it? As a as a TV show. Okay. Which actually I think, I think would work. I agree because I feel like there is not enough meat on the bone of dreams in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the movie starts off with the opening credits and the production company, Zupnik Curtis. They only did one other film, Fear City, and it opens with a woman running, screaming for John, and there is a nuclear explosion, and she vaporizes, and Eddie Albert sits up in bed, full of flop sweat, screaming, ah! <laughs> and some, some guy named Fred comes in to check on him, and he's okay. But now we see a black and white film strip. Would they call it film strip, eight millimeter? I would say film strip, because it wasn't okay. moving, right? No, he was moving. Okay, well then it'll be just film, black and white film. Mm-hmm. And it's we got Max von Sydow talking of a fellow named Alex Gardner, that he is an authentic genius and has telekinesis, and Cape Catch Cap Kate Cap Shaw stops the film, and uh, she says, "Well, it was controversial," and Max von Sydow says, "Yes, he ran out." <laughs> But yeah, here's we find out that Dennis Quaid's character, who is Alex, mm-hmm. can move stuff with his mind. Yes. Never comes up as a plot point. No, it does not. But we're also introduced to Christopher Plummer's character. Bob Blair. And Christopher Plummer says he would be perfect. I'll find him. And now we are at a horse track. You ever do? You ever go to a horse race before? Yes, I have. Never. How about a dog race? Yes, I have. Did you bet? Yes. How'd you do? Not well. Okay. I've never been to either. I can't imagine that I would find it thrilling in the least. It, it was a bachelor party, part of a bachelor party. And at the time, that was like the only gambling that we had in Columbus. Okay. It's before the casinos came. Okay. But Alex is watching. And he wins. And, of course, we know, we already know that he's psychic. So it's like, okay, well, we know exactly what is going on there. And he's got the winning horse circled on the on, on a paper. And he's being followed. And What's that called? What's that thing called? It's a very specific term for what he's holding. Uh, oh, God. Um, the penthouse forum? Yes. It's a racing forum. That's what it's oh, called. Oh, it's a racing. Okay. And he's being followed by a couple of thugs. And where does he go? He goes into the women's room. That's correct. Joni, um, was that you? And hold it. 
it again. It's from American Pie. That's right. What's funny is when he goes into the bathroom, there's no uh, toilet seat diapers. Okay, sure. <laughs> so he has to pull off. He's got the. He's pulling the institutional toilet paper, and only one little square is coming off at a time. So he's building his nest just with <laughs> these little squares while he's holding his. You know, trying to hold a cork in his bee hole. Yeah. So you. But had, they, you had something about horse racing, though, didn't you? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. There is. Some, yeah. Um, that's well. It's Family Guy about horse racing. Derby, where ninety percent of the audience roots for the horse with the cutest name. And they're off. It's Battleaxe, followed by Redbeard, followed by Bishop, followed by Smiling Pink Bear. Oh my god, that's my horse. And on the outside, here comes Tiny Kitten Kisses. None of that one. And here comes It's Bedtime. Oh, I do not like him. Not, not your best, Paul. No, it's not. There were not a whole lot of Family Guy clips that I could attach to this movie. Um, but they find him just basically sitting in a stall, and they rough him up, and... The main bad guy comes in, right? The thug's boss comes in and he's like, hey, Alex, we're going to be partners. And Alex has this bag that apparently has the money, his winnings. And he's like, oh, you want this? And he throws it out the window, which I guess that's what they tell you, that if you're getting mugged to pull out your wallet, if you feel like they're going to rough you up or, or shoot you, to take your wallet and throw it and then run like hell. Okay. Because they'll go for the wallet before they go for you. So... Not a bad, not a bad strategy. So there, but, there, there's a couple things here. So, you know, he, he runs into the women's room. It's like, maybe he just really had to go. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the excuse I give. But are these mob guys or are they just people he owes money to? Are they mob adjacent? I mean, it's never really said who these people are. They come up later on and it looks like they're, they work at the track. Right. Or have a horse at the track. But, I don't know. So he uses his psychic ability to pick races. And we know that he has both a psychic ability and he has the ability to move things with his mind. Mm-hmm. What would you use these powers for? Uh, the psychic ability? Psychic in what sense? Like you can predict the future. You You can can see things that are going to happen. You can see things. Oh, yeah. Then I would use it for gambling purposes and become filthy rich. And then the moving things with my mind. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would like have women's clothing fly off their body. (laughs) Like uh, Scott Baio in Zapped. Yes. With Willie Ames. Yes. Before he became... Uh, Bible man, I think. Oh, is that what that is? He's yeah. He's like some superhero on stage, right? Yes. Okay. So, but yeah, he, he threw the bag out the window and he's running. And in my notes, it says the incidental music is shitty in this film. All the music in this movie is shitty. It's all electronic. But where, Um, where does he run into to hide? He runs into the jockey's room where he's probably like three feet taller than everybody else in that room. Yes. And the guys find the bag. And what's in the bag? Toilet paper. Toilet paper. So he escapes. He uh, goes to his apartment. And he's listening to the answering machine and also playing the saxophone at the same time. And some chick is on there, is on the answering machine. Talk to you. 
the roof. Alex, it's Maggie. Call me. You ever have one of those where you get both the blow off and the, hey, I want to talk to you? Um, yes. And I ignored her because she was that that solidified the fact that that of what I thought she was. And she was crazy. Juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Nope, it was not. Well, the squeeze had already been the juice had already been drunk. (laughs) Okay, several times. And then, yeah, she then she went crazy. And it's interesting that there's like two other guys that I know that dated her and they all said the same thing. Well, I mean, were they before you or after you? After me. Well, didn't we're Eskimo, but we're Eskimo brothers. <laughs> you going to be at the EBDB BNB? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody will get that. Yes. But some, some college guys show up and they know who he is. College guys? Guys from a college. Oh, yes. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they're like, uh, they're like, um, Hey, Mr. Gardner. And he's like, ah, oh, no, no, I'm not Mr. Gardner. He, Mr. Gardner knows up there. And they're like, we know it's you. And they're taking him. They're from Thornhill College. And this is the, one of the guys is one of the cops in First Blood. He's okay. one of the guys in the, the forest scene that all gets taken taken down. Okay. So you have to watch that scene and look out for him. <laughs> but we see the, you know, we see the thugs from the track are coming to his apartment and he's like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll go with you. And then he get a couple of blocks away. Yeah, and just let me out now. <laughs> and they're like, no. And they lock the door. So, they're, I mean, they're sort of kidnapping him. Yeah, there's in, there's some a couple things I don't understand about this film as far as it's a college. And we'll get into it as we get through the movie itself. But there seems to be some things where it, it, it doesn't make sense that it's at a college or what the buildings are. Well, it's at a college, but these aren't the guys that work for the college. These are the guys that work for Blair. Okay. For Plummer's character. But yeah, they're, they're, they're government thugs, but they're driving on the PCH. Mm -hmm. Have you ever driven on the PCH? Maybe. I think so. That, that connects San Diego to Los Angeles. Correct. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have, but there's some kind of, Weird music. Once again, music in this movie, kind of shitty. There's a couple mm-hmm. of parts about this film that seem a little bit off. It seems like the the set de- decoration in the non-dream stuff is very, very low rent. They didn't yeah, well, spend a lot of time with set dressing on anything outside of like the dream area, except for the dream pod. Mm-hmm. But they get to the college, and he refuses to sign into the desk. And apparently it must be really bad because it appears in my notes again, this music is really bothering me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I was not a fan of the music, but uh, they put him in a room. They lock the door and he walks right up to a two way mirror. And what does he write on there backwards? Uh, like, can we get to it or something like that? Let's, let's get on with it. So close. Can, yes. can you write backwards? If I had to. Sure. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting because that is a skill that a lot of teachers have because they're used to standing like in front of a student and they're writing upside down so they write it backwards so the student can read it. Okay. But we see Capshaw and she is a doctor and she wants Alex for a study. 
A study yes. on what? Uh, sex stuff? No, dreams. Is it dreams? We get into the sex stuff a little bit later. But she, yeah, she, she he says that he hung up the psychic bit. Um, okay, yeah, now it says, yes. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in dreams. Sorry. Um, and she takes him to a sleep senator, and they're monitoring four different subjects who are having nightmares. Right. And have you ever done a sleep study to see if you've got, like, sleep apnea or anything? That's actually my next question. Have you ever okay. done a sleep Yes, I have. Oh, you have? Yes. And? I do not have sleep apnea. Okay. I mean, I wake up a lot, but I don't wake up going, <laughs> you know. Just so you don't have to wear the Darth Vader mask? I do not. But have you, you know, ever had a, a sleep study done? No, I have not. And I should because I'm not, I, I don't sleep great. I wake up several times throughout the course of the night. Um, and sometimes, I mean, I'll wake up at like 1 o'clock in the morning and then just be fucking wide awake for like an hour and a half. It sucks. Right. But, but I, I don't think that has anything to do with sleep apnea. I think that has to do with anxiety and thinking about, you know, just shit that's going on. And once stuff starts rolling through my mind in the middle of the night, I can't turn it off. Yeah, no, I get that. You, you get something in your head and it, mm-hmm. it just, yeah, I, I get that way all the time. Yeah. So then I'll go, I'll go out on the couch and grab my iPad and just watch something until I fall asleep out there. So it's, you know, it's really the only cure that I have for it. Um, let's see. But he's talking to, he's talking to Capshaw's doctor and mm-hmm. I thought he, he's got to bang her eventually, right? Mm-hmm. But then they start talking about something that's more in the area of Doug's expertise. Yes. So, what goes on in this section? Well, one of our areas of research is sexual dysfunction. If a man is experiencing impotency, we can determine whether the cause is physical or psychological by monitoring his sleep. Mm-hmm. How's that? Well, if it isn't physical, he'll experience three or four erections during the course of the night. I see. So, Jane, what would you do here in effect is count boners? I, I laughed out loud at that point. Okay. But she, she gets called away, and then Alex starts walking away, and he goes to a restricted area. Authorized personnel only. Interesting. It's unlocked. And it is a sleep observation thing that kind of looks like a spaceship yes yes uh doesn't he say at some point who's who's your decorator darth, darth vader? vader yes he says that to von Sido's character okay novotny and as he walks in there's novotny paul novotny and he's like you're late left me nine years ago um but quaid doesn't want he didn't want electrodes up his ass so that's why he left and he, they, they've worked together before, which just came up, but he says that he's not going to help him. Alex says, I'm not going to help him. And then Saito, or Novotny, goes on about wasting his gifts. Mm-hmm. And the next scene, we're at a bar. And what's, it, what's the name of the bar? I did not catch that. The Village Pub, because it's, there's a waitress who's got huge cans, and, her, and she's a waitress, and her shirt says, The Village Pub. And her tits are pushing out those words. Well, the shot as it's going across is following her boobs. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And um, after the, the boobs stop being followed, we see Novotny and Alex at a table. And mm-hmm. Novotny says this. Let's pretend that a man 
with a little help from science, could psychically project himself inside the dream of a sleeping person. Okay, let's pretend that. Then pretend that once inside the dream, he could become an active participant in it. He could actually be there, right in the middle. He could feel the dream, experience it, even shape and alter the dream itself. Hmm? What would you say to a notion like that? That it's crazy. <laughs> you see, we've done it, Alex. Not once, but three times. That, that's basically the, the whole concept of the movie wrapped up in one minute. Yes. And then uh, I think Novotny has something else that he says about this. Well, he talks about the machinery and how it helps connect the brain waves. And he also mentions that um, they won't need it after they're proficient with the process with the projecting but yeah he does have something else to say i don't know when what. the conditions are right maybe with a little help we'll also get inside the subconscious mind to the dreamscape you've got two guys who've already done this you'll meet them yeah alex doesn't believe it though mm-hmm. and the 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 ability to do this without a machine really completely would be a, a game changer. I mean, even being able to do it at all would be a game changer, but being yeah. able to do it without the machines, which comes up later where, where neither the subject nor the person that's entering the dream need the machine. It, it, it basically leads to what these guys are the, the intended to be by the government is you could so easily weaponize that. Sure. And that's, they talk about that later on. And Novotny tells Alex, you don't have to decide right away. But then we see uh, George Wendt's character. Norm. Yeah. I, I think his name is Charlie. In yes, it movie. is Charlie. He's he's watching. He's watching them. But uh, now it's whatever. Next day, two days later, same day. I don't know. Uh, but they're in the room, the machine room with the two chairs. And there's a kid and another guy named Sims that are hooked up to these chairs and they have the scanners on their heads and everything. And it seems like Stims is having a real difficult time. His pulse and his blood pressure are high and Kate Capshaw's character is there, Jane, and she wants to bring him out. And that's when Novotny sees Alex come in to kind of observe. And he does wake up and, um, Sims seems somewhat shaken. Yeah. And, there's a couple things here. First, before we're in the dream room, Alex was in his room and he was reading a newspaper. And okay, and he gets up and he starts wandering around the facility again and goes into the room with the sleep stuff. But is he staying in the same building that the sleep machine is in? I believe so. But it looks like he's in a dorm room. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean... I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know if it's the same building. Is it the same building? That yeah, it would have to be. He doesn't walk outside. Okay. And All the, right. the other thing is, the this movie has, other than the Darth Vader 
name drop that came up earlier, this has something else in common with Star Wars. The uh, controls in the dream area, just like the controls on the Death Star, are mm-hmm. a Grass Valley switcher, which is a TV switcher that was used oh. in TV stations to switch between sources. Oh, okay. But, I guess I, did, I didn't catch that. But Novotny goes into Alex's room and wakes him. And Alex gets up, and it certainly appears that Matt took Alex underwear shopping because he's not wearing tidy whities He's wearing, you know, black briefs. I think they were blue, but sure. Yeah, I, I knew okay. that was coming. Okay. Yes, you did. I'm sure you did. Um, but he gets up to take a piss. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he doesn't really – he's very comfortable with Novotny. He's just going to piss. In front. I don't think he even closes the door. No, probably not. I mean, if you had the, if you had the young body of Dennis Quaid – I would have no problem walking around in my underwear. What do you mean if? <laughs> but, but Alex wants to know what, what the point is. What is the point of this whole thing? And Novotny's explanation is both dumb, but also brilliant. Okay. Because no one has ever done it, and it's, and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things. But Alex is tempted, but nah, he, he, he doesn't want to be involved. Sure. And then yeah. he's well, yeah, Novotny says, you know, or Alex says it's crazy to hook up, but Novotny tells him that the risks are controllable. Um, and Alex says, yeah, just like you said, he's, he still doesn't want to do it. It's too bad. You could have helped. But that's when he totally buddy fucks him, right? Oh, yeah. He blackmails him basically mm-hmm. is what happens. Sure. Says that the IRS has been searching for you. They're going to do a five-year audit because of your earnings from gambling that you haven't claimed. And uh, Alex goes, I won't let you blackmail me ever. And then the very next shot is? Him doing color tests because he's in. He's he's hooked up the sensors. Did this remind you of anything? Any other movie? It reminded me of Ghostbusters and The Phantom Menace. No, I didn't even think of The Phantom Menace. It's a cup. A ship. It's a ship. Yeah. Yes. No, I was thinking with the with uh, what what's not Spengler. What is is it Spengler? Bill Mur- Bill Murray's character. Spengler. Maybe I don't know. But he is doing the the psychic test, and he's got like a, a hot woman and a guy, and he keeps sh- shocking the guy. The hot woman is Scott Bale's girlfriend from Charles in Charge. Okay. And she is a smoke show. But Capshaw, what's her name again? Jane. Jane says that Alex has to sharpen his psychic abilities. And I think he's throwing some of these. Sure he is. Because he's like blue, yellow, orange. And he gets one or two wrong, but he he just does not care about any of this. But then he starts hitting on her. Right. He tells her that he finds her attractive. And then we find out that the dreamer, the uh, one of the other two people in the program that is supposed to go into the dreams is all fucked up. He's he's in a wheelchair and they're putting him on a short bus. Yeah. And that's Sims. That's the guy that we saw with the kid that was having issues earlier. And Alex is now in the shower and we hear bad, really, really bad saxophone playing. And he comes out there and that's and this is where we're introduced to Tommy Ray. Listen, I'm gonna put on some clothes. Wanna go down and have a couple of beers while I I don't know. I just thought maybe. I know what you want. I knew it the second I saw you. You want my secrets? No, I don't. 
just want some advice. I don't give advice. I'm in this with me, myself, and I. That's it. Sorry. Tommy is a, a little paranoid. Mm-hmm. And a little cocky. And he mm-hmm. tells Alex about the other guy. But my question is, David Michael Kelly, why did this guy not have a bigger career? Because uh, I think he's... A little bit weird looking? A little bit weird looking. He's small, and I think he gets typecast as a crazy person. Yeah, but I mean, you, you look at someone like Buscemi, for example. Okay. Not a classically attractive individual. No. And this guy, he, he was in this. He was obviously in The Warriors. And he he, he basically got stuck with bit parts. Right. Yeah, because he had a bit part in John Wick and then a bit part as the president in um, Flags of Our Fathers. Okay. So. But in, in the dream pod, I call it the dream pod. I don't know what the fuck it's actually supposed to be called. Alex is going in for the first time. Did, mm-hmm. did you see what the dream pod is lined with? No. It is soundproofing material. Okay. All right. The same kind of thing that would be in a recording studio. Okay. Like the egg crate almost, but gray? Yes. Okay. And he's just to be a, an observer. There's a, a fellow, uh, Hardy, who is a steel worker. And yeah, he is just supposed to be an observer. And this guy is in REM, REM sleep. And. Do, 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 do. So, oh, sorry, it's an REM song. Shiny, happy people. No, um, other end one from world. that. End of the world as we know it. No. Keep going. It's from the same album as Shiny, Happy People. Losing uh, My Religion. Okay. I was going to say Back in Black. <laughs> no, it's not Back in Black. It's, uh, anyway. Anyway. We're on a high, but, high-rise construction site. Yeah, but when they connect him, he's screaming. This is his first time going through the dream tunnel, and and we just hear Alex screaming. But yeah, they're wearing a high rise construction. He's working on an I beam, and he slips. Alex goes to help, holding on to his sleeve while he's Alex is on the I beam. He's reaching for this guy, and Alex falls, and they wake up, and they both remember exactly what happened. And one of the things about this film is they get the the dream stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is it's off. Sure. And it's off in sometimes it's subtle ways, sometimes it's larger ways. And, and even the dodgy special effects work because it's supposed to be within the dream. Like the whole sky is filled with clouds that are moving rapidly. Right. It, 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 it is a, a close approximation of reality but it, mm-hmm. it, it has just enough stuff that is not correct. And this actually comes up later, especially in the, the kids' nightmare, where some of the stuff they do is, is really, really smart and actually really, really worked for me. Have you ever been in a dream where all of a sudden you have that realization of, oh, I'm in a dream. I can do whatever the fuck I want? Uh, yeah, once or twice. I've tried to do, what is that called? The thing where you actually control your dreams? I don't know. It's it's supposed to be very dangerous to do. Really? Yeah. But. And why would that be dangerous? <sighs> Anything with the subconscious is kind of an unknown thing. Okay. 
And so, okay, let me ask you this hypothetically, maybe. Um, <laughs> if you're in a dream and you realize, oh, I'm in a dream, I can do whatever I want, and you just walk up to a woman and rip her clothes off, is that wrong? In a dream? In a dream. Like, you're no, like you, you realize this is not reality. Nobody's going to get hurt. I can just go up and do whatever I want, and I can rape this person or just tear their well, clothes off. Well, I mean, th- that, those are two very, very different things. Okay. Um, but I had a dream like a couple of weeks ago where Alsa and I woke up, and I real or I didn't wake up, but Alsa and I, I realized, oh, I'm in a dream. Lucid dreaming and, is what I was talking about. Lucid dreaming. Okay. okay. And I real and I there was a woman and I walked up to her and I just started grabbing her boobs and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Hey, this is just a dream. You're not real." And she's like, "Oh, okay." And we kind of got it on, but not really. You know, it was enough that I woke up with a raging heart on. Don't you normally though? Not all the time. No, but I, so is that raw? Is that wrong of me to do? Or I mean, I guess if 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 I raped somebody in my dream, that it was like where I didn't realize I was doing it, but then woke up and I was like, "Whoa, I raped somebody in my dream." That would be a little weird. Yeah, well, I I think is it wrong? No, but. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I've, I'm sure you've had the dreams where you wake up where, thank God that was a dream. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. but very or few times killed. I've actually been, you know, aware, okay, I'm in the dream. But also if, if I was in a, if I knew I was in a dream and mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't rip a woman's clothes off. I would like, and they'd fall off. Okay. Because if, if you are aware that you're in the dream, you're supposed to be able to c- control the parameters of the dream. Sure. And, you know, it, it's it's God mode time. So then you wouldn't have to rip them off. You just, you know, do the genie from I Dream a Genie. You blink your eyes, boop, and or wriggle your nose from uh, Bewitched, and the clothes there just disappear or fall off. Okay, sure. Sure. But, but now Alex is in a CT scan. Is that what you'd call that? It's cat not a scan. Cat. Yeah. Except it's and, not. It's an x-ray, I think. Okay. But he's all strapped down. Like his, like he's nailed to a cross. Right. Yeah. That's so you, you can't move. Okay. And, and who does he meet at this point? This is where Blob, uh, Plummer's character, Bob Blair, comes in. And uh, he explains to Alex that he runs the program for the government. And... Um, he also explains to Alex, you know, hey, we don't want this recognized. We don't want anybody to know about this. Offers his congratulations. But then kind of warns him, hey, man, you can't be playing it fast and loose like you have been going into dreams unauthorized, and you need to keep it confidential. What do you have to do with all this? Oh, I just run it for the government. Oh, and Devani never said this was a government project. No, and he was absolutely right not to. We don't particularly want our involvement in this advertised. Well, excuse me for not shaking hands. Hey, I'm through here. Would you mind unstrapping me? And this is a telltale sign, or it should be, for Alex. The fact that Bob refuses to unstrap him is... Mm -hmm. Well, it's, first of all, it's kind of passive-aggressive, but it also is an assertion of dominance. Sure. And 
in addition to congratulating Alex on the whole first contact part thing, he also says this to Alex. This is only the beginning, you know. We all feel that the possibilities for our program are tremendously exciting. But we've got to see that you don't jeopardize the wonderful work you've already done. I don't follow you, Bob. Well, you have been playing it a little fast and loose since you got here. Those unauthorized visits to the dream chamber, for instance, that's a bit sneaky. I'm afraid that's got to stop. Your work here is completely confidential. I feel a lot more comfortable knowing that you understand that. Well, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if you could find someone to get me out of this rig. You wait right there, I'll get your nest. Yeah. And, uh, thanks. If he could, this is Alex's exit point. Mm-hmm. He should nope out at this point. Sure. And he probably can't because he, he, he wants to be part of it now. Well, yeah, I mean, come on, man. If you could go into people's dreams and root around in there and see the different types of realities that you can see. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I need that kind of little... power. That I, I, because I would use it for bad things. Oh, sure. That's and so would best. you. You think so? Yes. Dream Raper. Like what? Dream Raper. <laughs> yeah. You. Yes. You're the Dream Raper. I'm the Dream Raper. But I mean, it's okay. Have you ever flown in a dream before? Like in a plane or no, like Superman? Like where you're like Superman. Yes. Okay. But it's is it where it's like sustained flight? Because the times where I fly, it's like, you know, short spurts. Or if I like jump off a cliff, I'm like the, I'm like Wiley Coyote with, with his wingsuit that just skims the rocks at the bottom of the cliff. So I'm probably greatest American hero type flying. Okay. You're not really in control, sure. <laughs> running into buildings and shit. Have you ever you 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 mentioned it? So you've seen those those wingsuits, right? Yes. Would you do that? No. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, I would I would skydive in in a heartbeat. Yeah, but I would not guy, do a wingsuit. No, because I would die. The, guy, the guys that do the wingsuits tend to be crazy, and they start to push the limits. I mean, have you seen those videos? I've seen the ones the where they wipe out. Yeah, That's or the ones bad. where they're like they're going through some canyon where they're like ten feet off the ground, and they are threading the needle through a hole in a rock, going eighty miles an hour. I don't like to do that with a five hundred dollar drone. I'm not going to do that with my body. <laughs> right. Yeah, most of those guys end up dying. It's it's it. That's that's a fact. You can look it up. Most of those guys end up dying well it's it's an it's an adrenaline rush i'm I'm certain it is sure and they're kind of adrenaline junkies mm-hmm. and they need their fix and it, it has to be more and more and more to get them to that same spot yeah by the way uh 22 seconds left in the fourth quarter packers up 17 nothing thank you now i'm gonna watch the game doug <laughs> Oh, you are? You were DVRing it? Yes. Oh, well, now you don't Now you don't have to. So I'm going to cut that so I don't hear it. Okay. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I didn't know you were DVRing it. But so... See, back I, in- see I, don't, I don't have cable because we're poor, so we don't have a DVR. We just watch it, we just watch it on an antenna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you can get an over-the-air DVR. Can you? Yeah. I don't even know if I would use it. There's so much fucking content out there, and we'll get to that and what you're watching. Mm-hmm. I just don't have t- I don't have time to watch it all, and there's so much that I want to watch. 
But uh, where are we? So, um, Kate oh, Shaw's character is oh, yes. Now he's running through the quad like a spaz. God, sorry, sorry. We're going, we're going streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody! He, he I, I thought that might have been a uh, Phoebe clip. A Phoebe. Oh, where she runs like a spaz. Yes. Yeah, but no. Could do you agree that he kind of runs like a spaz? He runs a little weird. Yeah. And he sits down next to Jane, and Buddy's there. Buddy's in a wheelchair. And my first thought was, can he not walk? Uh, but he's just a patient that they're wheeling. Like, he's taking advantage of the nurses. He's like, bitch, push me around. I'm a patient here. Well, is it, I mean, is that true? Because that no, comes he, up. No, he, they, he shows him, like, when he later on. In the dream, he's walking. But I, I don't yes. remember him ever walking in real life. After that, after that dream, they get up and they hug it. They embrace each other. Okay. Yes. Because that's, that was, that was like, okay, well, I guess he can walk. Um, but uh, she shows Alex pictures of his drawings. Right. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Are you a doctor, Alex? Who, me? No, no, I am a doctor. I'm just staying here like you. How you doing? I'm so good. There's somebody in my dreams. Oh, yeah? Who? An awful, ugly monster. Yeah, monster. I'd punch his lights out, but he's too big. You'd punch his lights out, huh? Sure I would. Keeps making me miss Little League. He's in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but he can walk. But there's some guy that's watching them. Yeah, some random guy is watching them. And I think this guy pops up a couple times before he comes more into focus as far as who he is. Sure, sure. But now we're, we're back to some nuclear test film. And, and that's real footage, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that shit a million times. And we're in some wasteland, and we hear kids' voices going, Why? Help us. What did we do? And a door opens and a bunch of zombie kids who are all radioactively infected pop out and the president wakes up and he's like, it gets worse every night. Yeah. The president's daughter comes running in. Mm -hmm. Is that Biden? (laughs) Uh, Eddie Albert's a little bit more lucid than Biden. (laughs) But there's a helicopter landing. Yes, I think Biden's dreams are like of people changing his diaper and giving him popsicles. <laughs> I got peas for dinner. Yes. But who who is landing and where are they at? Uh, it's uh, it's a helicopter and it's Blair. And uh, the guy that we saw in the very beginning of the movie, Fred, welcomes Blair to that he refers to it as the Western White House. Right. Yes. And the president is there. And this is where Blair tells the president about a project. I'll be honest with you. I think there's a reason for these dreams. What do you mean? It's my responsibility to bring the world back from the brink. This nuclear madness has to end. I've decided to lead personally delegation to Geneva next month. 
Okay, that was not at all about the project. <laughs> it wasn't? No. It, it, it was the president talking about his, his dreams, but Bob yes. did not say anything about the project at all. Okay, but this is the catalyst for why what Bob does what he does. Right. Because the look on Bob's face is, oh, that's not, that's not good. Yeah, he, he does not like the, the idea of disarmament talks with Russia. No, but it's funny because just in a couple of years, Reagan and Gorbachev had those same exact talks at, oh, what's the name of the city in Iceland? Reykjavik? Reykjavik. Reykjavik? Yeah. Um, that changed the world, man. But come on, let's be honest. It's not, that's not what drove communism out of Russia. It's the fact that we had fake land, fake moon landings and <laughs> the Russians bankrupted themselves because of those fake moon landings. But Jane is talking to a woman. You don't believe me, do you? No, no, <laughs> no I don't. And it, it, it's, there's, it would take too many people to be quiet. I know. I know. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. But the thing about the whole moon landing is it's amazing that they could do that in the late 60s, early 70s. I know. I can't, know. can't do it in 2021. Right. But Jane is talking to a woman, and she's talking about her husband, and he is sleepwalking. And also, he, he can't get it up, and the wife is kind of passive-aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do a dream link with this guy tomorrow night. And Alex is going in apparently to see if he can be fluffer to the guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's going in um, and they're driving together in a convertible. And this guy, I don't even know what the fuck his name is. But this is this is the first scene where the dream stuff is awesome because it's just shifted slightly it, it's 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 weird lighting it's weird angles and sure. it and it's out of focus around the edges yeah yeah and he's and what is, i don't know what this guy's name is but he's asking alex in the car you ever been married and so then do you know what he says it's been no picnic oh no you know what does he say never get married yeah <laughs> no he says it's no picnic you got to keep an eye on her all the time and uh they sneak into the house and you can hear his wife getting railed Right, and they go up the stairs and, mm -hmm. well, this. Oh, my God! George! That was my own brother. Hi, George. In front of the children. <laughs> I see you under there. Come on up. Phil, Dave, Herbie, some golf buddies you are. Good God. I knocked that off. I'm Jewish. So sorry, Mr. Weber. You too, Fukuda. This is Gardner. <laughs> what do you think? Well, it's very simple. Mr. Weber has been repressing a deep-seated inferiority complex, complicated by feelings of sexual inadequacy. In other words... Uh, He's worried about who is stripping his wife. Yeah, I, I've had lots of oh. sex dreams, probably several dozen that included clowns, but I've never had any that had circus music as like a no. background to them. 
So when he pulled back the curtain and there was the priest and the gardener, was the priest jerking off? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, because he had his back turned and it looked like his arm was doing the whole, you know, stroking the snake motion. So not not jerking off, but there is a mainstream film that you have seen that there's a guy with his penis out in a crowd scene that they did not cut because they would not go back and refilm it and they did not find out about it until they were doing final editing. Any idea what film that is? Teen Wolf. <laughs> or where uh, Kieran Culkin... Yeah, it's Teen Wolf. Uh, Kieran Culkin jerks off all over his window of his high-rise office <laughs> in succession. Oh, you started watching that? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, it's a slow burn. Uh-huh. But... Alex wants to go into the kids' dreams next. Mm-hmm. But this kid basically lobotomized another one of their sleep guys. Right. Why wouldn't they have sent Tommy into the kids' dream since Tommy That's... is the guy? Right. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, yeah. Novotny's like, can't do it. Lost one psychic. Um, and nobody gives a damn, and don't, he doesn't want to destroy the project by going too fast. And that's where Alex says, "Let's that fuck it then, fuck you, I'm out of here. If you won't let me go in, I'm out." He's basically saying, two can play this game." Yeah, if you want to blackmail me, I can blackmail you. Mm-hmm. And then Novotny says, "Okay, you're out." Yes. And then he relents, and then they go and they have a drink. And actually, they don't go and have a drink. I think they just have a drink in the office. And there's there's some stuff that's said about a tribe that believes dreams are as real as the real world. Yeah, I was going to pull this clip, and I'm like, nah. I'm- and then he has to help the kid face his demon, and Alex is going to see the kid, and he brings a baseball glove, and this is what confused me. is Why does he need a baseball glove? He's in a wheelchair. Right. <laughs> yes, but he plays baseball. And he sees Buddy, and he gives him the glove. And uh, now they're in the the dream, what did you call it? The dream chamber? Yeah, the dream pod. Okay. And he projects, and they are in two big leather chairs. And Buddy starts prattling on about the snake man. Yes. And what was that a picture of that you sent me? Uh, Amanamon. And it, who's the Monomon? It is one of the most rare Star Wars action figures. Okay. And from it just what, reminded from, me of that. It's from what movie? Jedi. He is in one two-second shot in Jabba's palace. Okay. Did you see, did you watch the Boba Fett trailer? Yes, I did. And? It's okay. It's okay, right? It's, there was nothing like, wow, I can't wait for this. It's better than some other Star Wars stuff that I watched, which we'll get into in What Are You Watching? Okay. Yeah, but the, right. ki- the kid is talking about the, the snake man, and I said in, the kid can walk in the dream, which apparently yes. he can actually walk in real life. Once again, Well, in the X-Men movies, Professor X can walk in when he's in, some, in somebody's mind. True. But once again, great production design with how all the windows are just kind of askew. Mm-hmm. And there's a hand, apparently of a snake man, that goes through the window. And there's this long staircase. And the staircase is... Hold on. Before they get to the staircase, they walk past a, a, a dining room table. 
And Buddy goes, that's my dad. He won't help us. And then you hear, yeah, little bastard's right. And then we hear the snake man eat his dad. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And they go down, yes, this just long, giant, crooked, decrepit-looking staircase. And there's something about he's supposed to face his fears, and we see a, a flash of the head of the snake man. And this is done, I'm assuming this is claymation or the equivalent. Yes. But the kid gets an axe and he starts chopping at the snake. Mm-hmm. And then he decapitates the snake. Right. But the snake man scratches Alex. And I and thought this was going to come back. I was shocked well, that it did not. It kind of does later on. It does a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, Buddy grabs the axe. Alex is going, you can do it. Chops it in the guts and then cuts off his head and it goes down the well. And I knew who Tommy Ray was in this, you know, while watching this. And I was like, was that just Tommy Ray fucking with this kid the whole time? Just because he's a bastard. But okay. You know, that's, that's what I, that's what I thought. But then they wake up and buddy's like, yay, we did it. And that's when they got out of the chairs and they embraced. And that's where I was like, Oh, okay. Buddy can walk. Yeah. And the kid is happy. And then, we, we cut to Alex in, I'm assuming it's a cafeteria. Um, yeah, it looks like it. And, and he, he's drawing the snake man. What are you, a cartoonist? Uh, no, I, uh, I met this thing in a kid's nightmare. It scared the hell out of me. Yeah, I heard about that. You got these jerks thinking you can walk on water. Probably think that makes you a pretty important man around here. Almost as important as me. Well, don't worry, Tommy. You're still number one lab rat. <laughs> this thing really got to you, huh? I might say that. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? But yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but Tommy is both smoking a heater. And he's got one in his, his ear? He's got one in his ear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that, Yes. Awesome. So then Alex he's, goes he, to see Jane. He's he's the kind of guy that lights one heater up with, with the butt of his other one. Oh, he monkey fucks it? Sure. He, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he goes to see Jane, asks her out for Italian. What does she do? She gives him the Heisman. Yes, she shoots him down, then play the clip. Jane, you ignorant slut. She says the program comes before her sex life and he kisses her and mm-hmm. then she shuts him down. And then we're at a bar in town. I think it's the same bar that we were in earlier. I didn't see mm-hmm. the women's tits again, so I don't know. No, but no, uh, George Wentz character is there and he's introduced. He introduces himself to Alex. His name is Charlie. Mm-hmm. And what is Charlie's occupation? He's like Stephen King, basically. Yeah, he's a horror author, and he's doing research. Mm -hmm. And then Charlie knows about the dream stuff that is going on. Sure. Yeah, he knows an awful lot, doesn't he? Look, you got a point to make here, because I sure wish you'd make it. I assume you've run into a tough, smooth, corporate type named Bob Blair. You want to guess what he does? He's with the government. He's more than just with the government. He's one of the most powerful men in it. Head of covert intelligence. 
presidents come and go. Bob Blair remains. Yeah, well, if he's so powerful, then what the hell is he doing wasting his time on dream research, huh? Consider all the deep, dark secrets that people hide away in their minds. Now, those secrets are bound to come out in their dreams, no? It occurs to me that a technique for plumbing those secrets could be of enormous interest to certain intelligence groups. Yeah, great idea for a book, huh? Yeah. But the weird guy from the park earlier, or from the yes. quad earlier, is in the bar. And Alex sees him, and that gives him pause. Mm-hmm. And then Alex goes back to, do you know what the name of the building is that they're in? No. Bates Hall. Bates Hall. Okay. And he goes into Jane's office, and she is sleeping on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he, has a, he has a very deviant thought. Hmm. What can I do? But hold on. But she's. Have you ever seen somebody in REM sleep before? Yeah, where their eyes are just kind of like. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. You know I've what never, I see I've, most, more than anything else, is the dog. Yeah, yeah. What does your dog do when he's dreaming? He he kicks, and then he also sometimes will go. Yeah, ours. His his lip will curl, and his ear will twitch, and then yeah, he his back foot kicks, and he just kind of twitches a little bit. Sometimes he growls, or and then but. It's, but yeah. his foot will move, and you can actually see the eyes just kind of like. Yeah, rrr, I've rrr, never rrr. seen it. I've never seen it in a person before. I have. So, okay, that's because you're creepy and you like watch people sleep. Watch people sleep. <laughs> you're like Eddie from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> but he projects, uh, and they're on a train. Okay, and... what he's doing here is this wrong? Is this yes. wrong for him to do? Yes, yes, it is so wrong. It's so wrong. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's kind of like if you break into a house, but you don't steal anything. Is that still wrong? Yes, it's wrong, but it's not as wrong. It's it's like jerking off in, in, the, in somebody's bed of the house that you broke into. Okay, okay. <laughs> but in but he he moves in. And uh, gets down on his knees and spreads her legs with his hands. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wow. Okay. Well, did you see what outfit he was wearing, by the way? Uh, I mean, his shirt was, like, unbuttoned a lot. Well, I, I said she's wearing showing cleavage, and so is he. Oh, yeah. But he's wearing Starbucks Heaven outfit. I don't know what that is. From uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. Oh, Starbucks. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about, like, Starbucks the coffee no. place. <laughs> no, Starbucks. Okay. From Battlestar Galactus. Oh, okay. Outfit. But yeah, but he kneels and, down and, and spreads I'll, her legs. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> it's like, yes. he's, he's not fucking around in this dream. He's just no. going straight downtown. But they start making out. Uh-huh. And I, I think he fuck. I think he fucks her. I think, I think there's an, I think there's penis insertion in this scene. Not in real life, but I think in the dream, he bangs her. Well, I was waiting for some Mrs. Spielberg boob to pop mm-hmm. up here, which apparently yeah. did happen in. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I was excited when I saw that it would, it had the R rating attached to it. Are there F bombs in this movie? Yes, there are. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And, but yeah, no and, and I want to make sure I'm using the correct, like medical terminology, but, but I'm pretty sure he finger blasts her if nothing else. Okay. Yes. That's, that's exactly how they talk about it in the colleges. Well, no, it's in the doctor's office. It's like yes. when were the last time you were you were finger blasted? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
But uh, she wakes up and she sees him in her office and uh-huh. she is pissed. Yes. You have no right to do that. Look, I'm sorry. I really am sorry. Maybe I was a little... Oh, maybe. Right. Look, all right. All right, it just happened. What can I say? I'm... Was it so awful? Well, it depends on the way you look at it. I mean, it was just a dream, so it didn't yeah. really happen, did no, it? No, it didn't. So if it didn't really happen, then I shouldn't be upset, should I? I but I am upset, I, damn it. I can see that. I'm sorry. You know, it would help a lot if you wouldn't be so goddamn apologetic and go back to your usual insensitive self. Okay. Has he been insensitive in this movie? Um, not when she was around. Okay. But Novotny knows him historically. Okay. So she she probably got filled in. Okay. Metaphorically, um, by Novotny about what Alex is really like. Okay. So she probably has that background on him, but sure. in her experience with him, no, not so much. No. Certainly not. And I did not like the necklace she was wearing here. I don't know why, but that's in there. But she does admit that they both wanted what happened in the dream to happen. Mm-hmm. But he points out something important here. He did it without... Oh, yes, without the machines. Right. And then mm-hmm. Bob is talking to Novotny about the president, and... It's very obvious that Bob is really against nuclear disarmament. Yes. And then we go back to the dream pod. And who's in the dream pod? Hold on. We have to explain that <clears throat> Bob is talking to Devotny and telling him that the president can be helped. But. Hungry? No. no Come bubble came up. <laughs> okay. But the president is making decisions based on his nightmares. <coughs> And Novotny says, well, it wouldn't be the first time that that happened. And Blair says, well, it could destroy the country. And Novotny follows that up by saying, well, I think you're overstating it. And um, this, I don't know. Does Blair say this to Novotny, that he knows what he's going to do in Geneva and it's going to emasculate, emasculate them by... Well, he basically uh, says that he's going to destroy America. Does he say but, that? Yeah. Does he say that to Novotny? I think he does because okay. it, it. He's. I know that in my notes it says he's really against nuclear disarmament. So there's sure. something in that that conversation between the two of them that mm-hmm. that basically flushes that out. But they're going to bring the president there and do everything that they can do. The president in to, his jammies. Yes, to save him. And now we're back in the dream pod and we see Tommy Ray in one chair and some chick in another chair and her pulse and her blood pressure are going up. Oh, come on, Doug. Who's, who's in the other chair? Uh, I don't know. It's an old bag. An old bag. (laughs) Okay. It's an old bag. And she's, she's fibrillating, fibrillating and having a heart attack. Uh, Tommy wakes up. He's kind of got a little bit of a shit eating grin on his face. Right, yeah. But Al- but before she it. has the massive coronary, um, Novotny is lecturing Jane about the flirting with Alex. Okay. And then the old bag has the massive coronary. The warrior guy is up, and they bring out the defibr- defibrillator paddles. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you said shit eating grit. I said weird smile. And, yeah, he killed her. Yeah, th- sure. that's, that's basically what we're led to assume. And in the next scene, he is 
that being Tommy is he's eating and he's pretending to be upset and Alex comes in. Yes. Alex, would you mind? I really got to be alone. I'm still shook up about Mrs. Matusik. She must have had a bum ticker. Fucking shame. You may not know it to look at me, but I'm a pretty sensitive guy. It really affected me. Didn't affect your appetite. I eat to forget. No matter what, this would at least put this program on pause oh, sure. temporarily. Absolutely. Especially, yeah, you're not going to have the president do this if somebody just died. Right. And mm-hmm. then Bob is talking to Novotny, and Bob wants the president to stay in a particular wing at the college. Right. And, and Novotny can't understand it because he feels like, the security doesn't make sense to him. Uh, and why wouldn't we have him closer to the program? Right. And then Bob goes to visit Tommy. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently he likes Kung Fu movies. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, he, he, he's got a Bruce Lee poster up on his wall. Yes. So and- when you're just kind of moving from, you know, town to town, do you just carry Bruce Lee posters in your in your suitcase? Well, that whenever you get to your room, wherever you're staying, you put those posters up. That's a that's a a Reservoir Dogs poster in a college dorm room. You you go to the university bookstore; it's going to have that. Okay. But okay. Uh, Tommy is Bob's secret weapon, and mm-hmm. once again, Alex is wandering around in a restricted area, and he goes into Novotny's office, and he he breaks into a filing cabinet and he pulls Tommy's file. And what do we find out about Tommy? Uh, there's a newspaper clipping that basically says psychic murders father. And there's a pic- picture of his dad with three bullet wounds or stab wounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Alex goes and he meets uh, Norm at the bar. Yes. And this is where Charlie tells Alex what the program is really about. I had to let you know you're in danger. What's going on here, Charlie? Last week, I would have laughed at you. I'm not so sure about what's going on. The stakes are a little higher than I imagined. Mr. Blair is playing for keeps. That woman who linked with Tommy Ray didn't just die of a heart attack. What are you saying? I'm saying Blair is a ruthless killer. Officially, his organization doesn't even exist. I mean, these are the guys even the CIA are afraid of. What, you mean he's training me to be some kind of a spy? No, no, no. He wants more than spies, Alex. He wants assassins. Yeah. And then there are people that are coming for them. Right. But thankfully, they're in luck. Is it homecoming? (laughs) It's homecoming. There's a pep rally pouring out of a building right at the same time and uh, with all kinds of cheerleaders, and they blend in. But they get separated. Some guys grab Alex, and what happens to poor Chuck? Uh, he, He gets at least one right in the chest. That's kind of brazen to do that in public. Oh, sure is. And what is the likelihood that somebody would not see that? Oh, uh, none. Yeah. Somebody would see that. But um, Alex asks 
Oh, actually, Alex gets thrown into a car with Bob. Mm-hmm. And then he asks if the woman, the old bag, was killed by Tommy. Yep. Yeah. And Bob thinks he's a patriot. And he yeah. he, he talks about um, the potential for the dream technology. Yes. And then Bob says this to Alex. During his dream link with Matuzic, Tommy Ray stabbed her with a knife, a dream knife. Shock to Matuzic's system caused a coronary and she died. So the old wives' tale comes true after all. When you dream that you die, you die in life. The very same instant. Now we can go into an enemy's dream, kill him, make it look as if he died in his sleep. And Bob, I don't know why I didn't pull the Matrix clip. <laughs> so when you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. But Bob wants to know if Alex is going to play ball. And this is where you could have pulled the uh, Judge Smales clip with, uh, oh, God, what is his name? Is it Tommy? What, what's the, the main caddy's name? Uh, Danny. <clears throat> Danny. Danny. Are you my boy, Danny? Yeah. <laughs> but Alex jumps out of the car and starts running. Mm-hmm. And then a motorcycle guy who's riding a BMX bike on the road, which I don't believe is legal, just wipes out. A, you mean like a like a mini bike? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, not BMX, but a... Yeah, not a mini bike, but a, a motorcross. Motorcross, motorcycle. there you go, thank you. Those, I mean, it's... The, the, well, I mean, in First Blood, there's a guy doing that. Well, that's not known as like the epitome of re, re, realism. Sure, like Dreamscape is. Yes, exactly. Okay. I, all of my movies about entering people's dreams through technology, I, I hold to a high standard of reality. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, Blair's henchmen tell him that they lost him, and Blair says, well, he has to be killed. But now we're back at the college. Blair welcomes the president. Welcome, Mr. President. And then Alex calls Jane from a, a phone booth. And where where's the phone booth located? It is outside of the horse track that we saw yes. earlier. Yeah, but there's a K car that's parked, what, 200 yards away, 100 yards away from the phone booth? Only car in the parking lot. <laughs> Only car in the parking lot. Yeah. Alex says pointed he's coming directly, in. Yeah. <laughs> pointed directly at the phone booth. And here comes the car, smashes the phone booth. Alex dives out just in the nick of time. Uh, he gets on the motorbike. He's not a solid motorbike rider because his kind of legs are flailing off the side <laughs> and he's wobbling around a little bit. Uh, he pulls he rides, off some good moves, though. He does a little bit later on, yes. Dry, rides into the horse track. We see the thugs from the beginning that were roughing him up, and they make a deal. Uh, what does he have to do? Win them? Five winners. He has to give them five, <clears throat> five winners. winners. Yes, to slow these guys down. And then he, he, he drives the, or he rides the motorcycle out onto the, the track. Yes. And the car is chasing the motorcycle on this dirt track, which is all mudded up from rain. Sure. But yeah. I, question, this is a, a gun question, so this is a Doug question. Okay. Why does a guy have the door open that's in a order great to shoot his gun. <laughs> I was wondering that myself. Why not just have the window open? I don't know. I but, have no idea. But Alex jumps off of the track 
and where he lands, there are already skid marks from when they had done previous shots of this. Yes. Yeah. But then he goes down some stairs, and there just happens to be a bunch of hay bales at the bottom of these stairs that he falls into. It's fortunate. Very fortunate. Very fortunate. Um, but we're back Novot- at the college, and Novotny yes. is trying to make a call. Who's he trying to call? He's trying to call somebody in the president's party to warn him. But he gets cut off. He grabs Blair's file. And when he's walking, he's got two files in his hand. Okay. So I don't know if that was a mistake or if he had Tommy's file also. Blair confronts him um, and basically tells him, this doesn't really concern you. Well, yeah, it does a little bit. It's, It's his fucking program. If something's deeply troubling you, let's sit down and talk about it. Should we, really? Should we talk about what you intend to do to the president? I thought that was clear. I intend to put an end to his nightmares. That I'm sure of. It's over now, Blair. I'll see to that. No one's going to believe you. By God, I'll make them believe me. Novotny's a a smart guy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why would he possibly think that he's just going to be able to walk out? Sure. And Bob and the, the conversation between Bob and Novotny goes back and forth. And Bob basically says, you let me do this shit. Yeah. And Novotny says, yes, to my eternal shame and then he gets stopped by a couple goons mm-hmm. and then we cut to alex who is now back at the college and he shows up at the loading dock which jane had said would be unlocked but it's locked it's locked yeah yeah she didn't do her shit she didn't do no. what she was supposed to do no but she does show up she does show up there and uh lets him in and they're talking and they're trying to figure out how they are going to do it. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Well, she lets uh, him in, and, and then we go to the president, and the president is sitting up, and mm-hmm. Bob tells Tommy, hey, go in, kill the president. Then we go back to Alex and Jane, and they see the, <coughs> the two goons that um, the botany in ran into. And, no, and, well, those are yeah, those are the two goons that picked him up in the beginning of the film, and also the ones that Novotny ran into. Yes, and Alex grabs one of the goons' guns and has his head pinned to the door. <laughs> yes, like choking him, closing the door, and he asks why the president is here. Why would a henchman know mm. the grand plan? Story plot, I guess. But what does Jane find while this is going on? Well, she finds Novotny's dead body in the back of the station wagon. This is not a real good goon car either, is it? <laughs> no, not not particularly. They, they no. put like some like empty boxes on top of him. Right. You know, and your buddy's dead in the back, and you know that this guy just killed him. Would you kill this guy? I mean, all he does is he punches him and he knocks him out. Would um, your rage? Would your rage get? I, I mean, it's. It's a hypothetical question that you'll never be able to answer because you'll never be in this situation. Right. But let's say, let's say we're at the Shangri-La. Okay. Okay. All right. Some guys come, some hillbillies come up, you know, you're off jerking off in the woods. Okay. 
That would and never come, happen, but sure. And you, and you come back, and you you grab this hillbilly's gun, and your penis sees my dead body in the back of the pickup truck. Okay. So it's you, you kill, that's dead. Yes. Okay, you kill this that guy? I probably kill him. Yeah. It depends okay. on who it is. All right. It's a sliding chair? scale. If it's lawn chair, do you kill him? That's that's a tougher decision. Shoot him in the kneecap, maybe? <laughs> Hobble him a little bit? Yes. You know, it's like, I don't know him as well. Okay. You know, there's other people. It's like, if it, it's like egg, I let the guy go. Okay. <laughs> but. You want to have... You want to avoid Highway 12 because that's where the cops are. <laughs> Do you need money for gas? Yeah, go that way. Uh, but eventually, um, the, the goon actually gives up the information, and then Alex knocks him out. Right. And then Alex is going to go to try to stop Tommy from killing the president. Mm-hmm. They go to Jane's office because they feel like that's close enough to where the president is that he can project himself. Yeah, they're uh, going to have he, a dream battle. That's kind of what yeah. this is leading up to. Yeah, exactly. Um, he stands on her desk to try and put his hands on the ceiling to like try and connect with the president. He can't. I mean, he's all worked up. His his BP is up. He's he's sweating, and she's like, "Just lie down on the desk." Now, I would have thought that she would have blown him. <laughs> okay, okay. Him down. So, okay, stop for a second. Um, both the warrior, um, Tommy and Alex are trying to get into the president's dream. We have not to this point seen that Tommy has the ability to jump into a dream minus the machinery in the dream pod. Sure. But Alex is having troubles and you know, it puts me to sleep. Blowjob. <laughs> but we jump into a post-atomic bomb landscape. Mm-hmm. And the president is on the train. And this is probably a little bit confusing for Alex because last time he was on the dream train, it was a completely different thing because he was finger banging Jane. Right. But right. And Alex Alec- is there and he yes. tells the president exactly what it is that's going on. Mm-hmm. Mr. President, listen to me. Your life is in danger. Bob Blair is trying to kill you. What the hell are you talking about? He sent somebody into this dream to assassinate you. Who are you? I'm here to help you. Look, all you got to do is wake up. Wake up? That's right. Wake up. Try. Concentrate. Wake up. They gave me a sedative. Sedative? Well, we're just going to have to ride this out till it wears off. Yeah, that's kind of important and never comes up again. Sure. But uh, Tommy shows up, and then a cop shows up, and the warrior guy, um, Tommy, what does he do? Kalima, Kalima, <laughs> rips the guy. Well, his he just kind of does the and these like what little are they diamond, metal are they nails? Diamonds, yeah. metal nails come poking out, and yeah, he pulls this guy, this cop's heart out, and shows it still beating after he pulls it out. And then and then Tommy is talking to Alex because he he basically is giving Alex a little bit of a tip here. Mm-hmm. It's a dream, Alex. Why would he tell him that? That's going to know. help him. Yes. But there yeah. are lots of zombies on the train now. They go through a tunnel. Yes. And now there's all the nuclear zombies. And uh, Tommy's going. All of a sudden, Tommy now has like radiation issues, zombie lesions and stuff. And he's like, there he is. He pushed the button. He did this to you. And they escape through another car. And, um, yeah. And then flipping notes. Sorry. So 
Tommy says uh, that he has an affinity for somebody. What is that? Bruce Lee. You guys like Bruce Lee movies? I saw Enter the Dragon six times. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. And I need you to stop immediately after you give the answer and don't continue. Okay. What is Tommy using right here? Nunchucks. No, they are two dildos connected by a chain. And guess what, ladies? They're ribbed for your pleasure. Oh, okay? God. You think you're up against some sort of martial arts kung fu expert? But what you don't know is he has designs to put both of these inside of you. Boop, 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 boop. Take it out, put it in your mouth a little bit. Yaggity, 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 yaggity. <laughs> I, I had to. I, I, I couldn't of course. resist. Yes. No. It, it's it's way more funnier now that you know understand the context of Rafi, right? Yes, but the warrior or Scott. Tommy, have you seen it? Have you seen Enter the Dragon? I'm sure I have. That's the one with uh, Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and John Stockton. I think <laughs> John no Stockton. Uh, there's a John is, Saxon. Is Carl Malone John, in it too? <laughs> Charles John Saxon, and there is a fucking kick-ass nunchuck scene. John Saxon. Do you know what uh, horror movie he's in? Uh, Chucky? No, he is the dad in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Is he? Yes. Okay. But All uh, right. Tommy has yeah. mastered the dream world, and he turns into... And he's not bad at the nunchucks either. No, he's not. And there's this weird, almost like Star Wars-esque lighting around them. They, yes. they kind of glow. And But what does Tommy turn into? Well, Alex was choking him. Alex was, gets the upper hand on him, slams him up against the wall of the subway, and starts choking him. And yes, then Tommy turns into Snake Man. And then Alex and the president are running around Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yes. They go down an escalator that's not moving through some wreckage, but there's two dogs with orange eye, glowing eyes. Um, they climb around some arcing wires. And one of the dogs runs into it and basically just disappears. Dis- disappears. Yes. They then, jump over some tracks. Yeah. Well, they have to jump a over crack. a chasm. Yeah. Yes. And the snake man is on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then there's more running around Detroit. And I, I think this is where Alex actually figures out how to win. Well, he. Nowhere to run. Maybe we don't run. It's all about facing your fears, which came up earlier. Right. Yes. And yeah, he grabs a pipe and a torch and the other dog attacks and the snake man bites Alex's shoulder. Right. But he is able to heal it. And that's where I said that comes into play where it's, you know, he didn't heal it in the original snake man fight with Buddy, but this time he's able to like some pink glow goes over his shoulder, but it's actually cool. Cause you can actually see the bones as he's healing himself. Okay. It, it reminded me of in the end of return of the Jedi, when Vader picks up the emperor and the lightning's going all mm-hmm. over and you can see his skeleton in the sure. suit. Yes. But then Alex figures out, okay, he, he used my weak point. He knew the snake man was my fear. Right. What does Alex use to kind of fuck with Tommy? He turns into Tommy's dad and has the three bullet wounds or three stab wounds. Um, 
on him from the picture from his file. Yes. And he's like, Tommy, why did you do this to me? And yeah, Tommy does his does the snake head turn into Tommy's head? It, it, it is almost half. It's in the middle. It, it he's okay. not quite totally Tommy. Okay. And but the president comes up from behind and yes. the half snake, half Tommy, and and he stabs him through the heart. Mm-hmm. And then the the president <gasps> wakes up. Yes. If he was sedated, he would still be sedated. <laughs> yes, he would be. But then Bob is informed that Tommy is dead. Mm-hmm. And Jane wakes Alex up and, and they hug and Bob goes to the president's room. Right. And Bob walks this actually doesn't make sense in my notes, but the president, the president is walking out of the door, out of his door. And that's where he runs into Bob in a hallway. John. Is anything the matter? You all right? Bob, stay away from me. Uh, Excuse us, gentlemen. No, no, don't excuse us. Don't leave me for an instant. Let's go back to your room. I'm not going anywhere with you. You put that maniac in my dream to kill me. I wonder if you know just how crazy that sounds, Mr. President. You'll never get away with this. You can't touch me, John. And you know that. We're leaving. So... The president walks out, and then Alex and Jane, they run out of the building, and they are stopped by what? Uh, the president's motorcade, his limousine. And the president gets out, and he thanks Alex, and Alex tells the president that Bob will be coming after him, and the president says that he'll assign Alex protection. But Alex says... And Alex says, nah, I got I, this. I gotta, I'll, deal with this in my, I'll deal with this in my own way. Yeah. And next we see Bob Blair walking down the hallway. He opens up, he comes to the elevator, elevator doors open. And, and who's there? It's Alex. Mm-hmm. And Bob says, how did you get in here? And Alex says, oh, it was easy. And his face splits apart. And he's like, he's not the snake man from that we're used to. He's like a different snake man. Right. And then. Basically, what happens is Alex kills Bob in his dream. And yes, then, and the next in in their bedroom, Bob's big titted wife. <laughs> she's trying to wake him up. Yeah, she's got huge tits, and no, he did. And uh, Alex and Jane are getting onto a train. They're going to Louisville. Why are they going to Louisville? Uh, baseball bat museum. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, but they're they're going to bang. And Alex actually has a concern about this trip. Wait a minute. What if it's not as good as the dream? It will be. How do you know? Maybe I'm a little bit psychic. Yeah. And then a porter comes in and asks for tickets. Did and you recognize the, the porter? Yeah, it's the same it's one from Jane's dream the, earlier. Yes. And then... So. That's it. Movie's over. Movie's over. What'd you think, man? I thought it was a great concept. Okay. I thought it was an okay execution. Yeah. Um, I That's why before when I said it, it's going to be made into a TV series, I think it would work much better. 
mm-hmm. in, in that capacity. Um, I, I think that some of the stuff they did really well, but you said it before, not a lot of meat on the bone. Yeah. And it, it's not a short movie. I mean, it's it's a buck 50, I think. Yeah, something like that. Oh, no, a buck 40. So, yeah. It, it is, it's it not. Wasn't a, it's not a great movie. It's not a bad movie. Right. It's, yeah. Jen I liked mean, it, it a lot. Okay. She has low standards. I mean, she married <laughs> me. Well, of course. So, uh, would you recommend it? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, to a movie, I mean, to my kid, uh, no. To an 80s movie aficionado, to somebody who was our age that said, I've never seen Dreamscape. Should I watch it? Yeah. Why not, man? It's got Dennis Quaid, Cape Catshaw. Um, I mean, come on, you know, Christopher Plummer and Max von Sydow are both masters of their craft. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both, are they both Oscar winners? I do not believe so. I think Plummer is. Yeah, and I uh, think they, I, I think they kind of threw that at him because he was in the way twilight of his life, and they're like, yeah, we should really probably give this guy an Oscar. Yeah, Von Saito, though. I mean, he's got that sweet ass, sweet ass porn stash, right? Which is awesome. But you know, he's done Conan and Strange Brew and Flash Gordon. Yeah, he's got some stinkers under his belt. Well, not so, stinkers, but just like low brow fair. You're Max Von Saito. Why the fuck did you do Strange Brew? It's like Michael Caine in the hand. Sure. Or Jaws for the Revenge. Okay. All right. Oh, this may so. sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Eh. I would say... No destruction of property? What did not they even destroy? In the, dream. in the dream. Well, that's not really property, though. Oh, okay. Um, the phone booth. That was destruction okay, of property. Okay, 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 so fine. No Spielberg no titties. Nope. All right, so movie's over. Time to... Yep. yep. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. To- totally forgot to ask, though. If it, mm-hmm. if it held up. Sort of. Okay. Any last thoughts before we move on? No. Okay. Nope. Nope. I've got my next movies picked. Yeah. My next my next four movies picked. I have with, 50. With some, you have 50? Yeah. I'm okay. assuming you'll pick some of them, but it's like I, I can bounce around within them. Okay. Well, it's just based on my, you know, my silly little game that I'm playing. Watcha. 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 Your week. All right. You go first. Yeah. I'm on episode six or seven of the first season of Succession. Okay. It's interesting. It's entertaining. It's dark. It's, it, 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 sometimes it plays like a scary, a scary movie. Okay. Um, what's interesting is who's the, Who's the dad? Who is who's Logan Roy? What's his name in real life? I can't. He's kind of an asshole, and he's the voice of I think Burger King. Is he? Well, I mean, he's been in a million things. Yeah, he. But what's has his been. name? But so he he's eighty in this movie. My dad is turning eighty in January, and, and I was talking with my dad the other day, and I asked him. I said, "Can you believe that you're 80? And He's like, "No, I can't." 
He's like, because I don't feel like I'm 80. I mean, he's got, you know, ailments of an 80-year-old. Brian Cox. His fate, what's that? Brian Cox. Brian Cox. There you go. Um, but, you know, like his face and everything, he looks like a million bucks. He looks like he's late 60s, 70. But he kind of hobbles around. He's got some issues with his feet. But he's like, no, man. He's, he's just like, I just can't believe I'm 80. And that's that's just got to fuck with you when you're that age knowing that, man, I ain't got long to live. I'm, I'm, I am near the end. Oh, I can't believe I'm almost 50. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, you know, especially when I got kids telling me how fucking old I am. And I, I play mm-hmm. hockey with people that, on my team that are 19. Yeah. And I just tell them, it's like, well, joke's on you. I'm much closer to retirement than you fuckers. So, right. Yeah. So it's, I, it's a good show. I, it's, I'm interesting to see where it goes. Cause we just got to the past the, the vote of no confidence and it's, it'll be interesting to see how they come back from the brink of that. Don't spoil it for me. Cause I know I've got two more seasons after this one. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of shit that happens. Um, still watching the league. Just, uh, I'm playing, <laughs> Call of Duty Vanguard, which is a World War II Call of Duty game for Xbox. Okay. I'm not I don't like scary video games. So you're not playing and zombie mode? No, I don't nope. I I don't like but there's a there's a section where I'm like this Russian chick sniper going through these buildings and there's these like super soldiers that pop up in front of you, shoot you, and then throw a smoke grenade and run away. And yeah, I have to, like, hunt these guys. It's fucking scary, and I don't like it. I actually had to, when I was playing it, I had to turn it off. and be like, I can't do this right now, man. It's freaking me out. My pulse is racing. Just not a fan. Not a fan of scary video games, and I hate it when they throw that kind of shit into what's just supposed to be, like, a fun combat shooter game. Um, I watched Red Notice on Netflix with... Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Gal Gadot. I heard it's awful. It's not awful, but Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. He always is? Yeah. The Rock is The Rock. And Gal Gadot is a fucking smoke show 10 out of 10. But she's a terrible actress. She's not horrible. She's not bad. She's not good. Yeah. But she's a fucking smoke show. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, it's a ton of CGI. You, it, they totally set it up for a sequel. Um, and then, like I said, I took my boy and three of his buddies to the movies yesterday. We went and saw Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Sure. Have you seen Have you seen the first one? Nope. It's not horrible. This One of the kids that came with us, he's the son of a pastor, and he's never seen a PG-13 movie before. <laughs> and at one point during this part where it was just incredibly violent and incredibly intense. He had his knees up to his chest and he kind of had his hands like on the side of his head, like he was, and his mouth was open, open. And he was just like, I can't believe I'm seeing this crazy shit. Cause it was crazy shit. And I just kind of reached over and I tapped him on the shoulder. I'm like, Hey man, you okay? And he's like, I need to get some air. So my son <laughs> took him and they left the theater for a couple of minutes and then they came back. And here's the interesting thing with the PG 13 movie. They did it in this in Venom two and they did it in red notice where they dropped one F bomb and it was completely for shock value. Sure. Totally. And we're just going to throw this one F bomb in 
to shock, make everybody laugh, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's kind of sucks because then we're in the car and all three of these, all four of these boys are, are saying the F word. And I'm like, fuck it. Just let it happen. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just like, don't go home and say this shit. Boy, we're going to the Point Burger Bar. Boys, don't say this shit around, you know, my missus. Um, but it's just kind of funny. So, uh, and that is it. Okay. So, um, continuing on with the morning show, there's one episode left of that. Mm-hmm. Interesting um, succession. It's a week-to-week thing on HBO. Oh, so uh, you're on season three, and season three is currently playing now on HBO. Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Watch Temple of Doom. Watch okay. Temple of Doom just to find that indie clip. Oh, okay. That, that's how I know there's only two of them. All right. Um, Longmire. You still have a uh, poor view of Temple of Doom? The special effects are really fucking terrible in that film. Well, you know what? Guess what? Guess where else they're terrible? Last Crusade. Okay, it's been a while. Oh, um, well, yeah. Watch the hot air balloon, or watch the... Uh, the oh, yeah, the scene. plane scene with the blimp. Yes. Yeah, that's very bad. Yeah, I yes. I, I get it. Um, Longmire. Okay. Uh, watched No Time to Die, mm-hmm. which is I'll great. I'll get to eventually. I'll get good. to eventually. Okay. It, it's, and the I, thing I, I love is the trailer. You know, trailers spoil films. Okay, with one small exception, everything in the trailer for No Time to Die is in the pre-credit sequence, which okay. is amazing. Okay. That, I hear there's a lot of winks to a lot of previous Bond movies. Uh, I wouldn't call them winks because there there are nods, but they're not overt. Okay. It, it's the car he drives and mm-hmm. a, a couple things like that. I think that it is... It's a great end to the the Daniel Craig Bond series. Okay. I really I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it more than I expected to. Okay. And then uh, I have finished the league. Okay. So does it finish strong or no, does it, does it finish? Not. No, it okay. does not. Right. Um it just kind of like <sighs> Peter's out. Mm-hmm. Which is is a little disappointing. I I like it, and there there's some things that don't make a lot of sense. Uh, as as much as I like the Rafi centric episodes, that are completely nothing to do with the league at all. Yeah, they really stand out as why are these here? Okay, but I I did enjoy watching it. So okay. that that's it for me. And actually, okay. and then there's the the podcast stuff with. Oh, you're talking about Star Wars stuff. Oh, sorry, thank you. Uh, I started watching Star Wars Visions because I heard how great it oh, is. Yeah, I can't watch it. I I am not a fan of anime whatsoever. Yeah, I I watched the first four minutes, which I heard was the best of them. Mm-hmm. And I I just could not get through it. Did you see the Obi Wan series Sizzle Reel on YouTube? No, I've not seen that. Okay, they they don't give a whole lot away. It sure looks like there's going to be a confrontation between Anakin yeah. and Obi-Wan. Yeah, I, I know that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, actually, I shouldn't say I know that. I know that Hayden Christensen appears in it somehow. Mm-hmm. They show concept art. Okay. So that's about all they show. 
They they show some interviews, they show some concept art, but doesn't really look like they show anything from any any footage at all. But I would that I mean, there's got to be a trailer dropping soon. Yeah, but I mean, it is what does it mean that there are there are Star Wars things that just are not for me? I guess. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, like, resistance. Like, yeah, not for me. Not and for and me visions all. is. I, I a podcast I listened to talked about how Visions is incredible, and I went out and I, I watched it, and I actually watched a couple minutes of one episode and a couple minutes of I I could not watch it. I just could not get into it. Yeah. Oh, one other thing that I did watch, I watched um, a twenty five minute documentary on Boba Fett on Disney called Behind the Helmet. Okay. Interesting. I didn't realize that uh, Boba Fett. One of his first appearance was actually in a Fourth of July parade in California. I thought it was in the the holiday special. It was before that. It was before the holiday special and George Lucas. It was it's some small town where Skywalker Ranch is near Marin. He's like, where Marin? And he's like, hey, let's uh, let's just go ahead and put uh, Boba Fett in. And so it was Boba Fett and Darth Vader walking in this parade. And the reactions of people are like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, he's walking with Darth Vader. Who is this guy? Did, did you ever go to Brookfield Square and see Darth Vader at Brookfield Square? It was not Darth. It was not there. It was Ruby Isle that they had Chewbacca, C-3PO and Darth Vader and a stormtrooper. And they were all really shit costumes and we went there specifically. It was my dad and my brother and I, and we went there specifically for me. And I was, fuck, you know, five or six. Mm-hmm. I remember this, and I was afraid to go up to him. And my dad was—I remember my dad being so mad at me. There's pictures in the photo album somewhere of my brother with them, but I was afraid. Once I saw them, I was afraid. So I remember there was a Darth Vader thing at at Brookfield Square, and my my parents would not shell out like the the 10 bucks for the polaroid but i could get, i got to meet him okay but there was a a traveling so you got you got to meet james earl jones wow no Pretty cool. um <laughs> but there was a a traveling exhibit at museums for, of like star wars props that came mm-hmm. to a museum in columbus mm-hmm. this was multiple multiple years ago and uh, the 501st if you've ever heard of the 501st yes they were there like the first day and like m- my kids got pictures with like a ton of uh, clone troopers. And so I'd have to, I, I, sh- I should go back through that because some of the pictures are actually pretty fucking cool. Okay. All right. So um, I got a. Matt's got a question for Doug. Matt's got a question for Doug. Matt's got a question for Doug. Answer it. And you're going to say I've asked this already, but I have not. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is your biggest Doug-based fear? So that is not my kids die, my Mm -hmm. my wife dies. This is about you. What is your biggest fear about you getting cancer because i mean i i deal with it on a daily basis of you know i work with dangerous chemicals i get chemicals on me on my clothing transferred into my vehicle 
you know, I breathe some of that shit in. It is, yeah, man, getting cancer and, and getting sick from that and <clears throat> dying or recovering. And then it's not like it can be like, well, I'm going to go back to doing pest control. <laughs> and just, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, getting sick, getting injured, like blowing out a knee in May and not being able to work for six months. That's, you know, anything to do with my physical well-being, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, because, you know, I'm not afraid, you know, you know, I can't say, well, I'm afraid of my wife leaving me. That's not, you know, it's, you know, being alone. No, man, it's, I mean, it's, my wife's not going to leave me. That's, that's just, that's just not going to happen. I'm not going to leave her. So the only way that I would be alone is if we're, if she were to die. But I can't say that that's a fear because it's not revolved around dust. That's not a dust based so fear. Yeah. But being alone, but, you know, I mean, yeah, you're alone for a little while, but there's a lot of single women out there that are divorced or whatever. Yeah, there's women that are at Delafield days where they, they find out a single guy from their <laughs> class or a class close to them, and they will make a fucking beeline, and then you get punched out. It happens. Right, it happens. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, I guess I, I getting sick and not being able to do my chosen career or retiring and then dying six months later, <laughs> getting sick, like, okay, fuck it. I'm retired. No more spraying chemicals. And then I get sick and I die. That uh, would suck. Yeah. So I, I have uh, two. Okay. And they're, they're based on somewhat based on things I've seen or things I've experienced is uh, the number one thing. The biggest thing probably is losing my mental faculties, whether it be dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that, losing who I am. Mm -hmm. Like my grandmother, for example, she, when she died, she had not been my grandmother for probably well over a year at that point. She was Mm -hmm. just a shell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I am for good or for bad, I'm very much me. And just losing the ability to be who I am, that is the biggest fear. And the the second one is losing my ability, being paralyzed. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Um, You know, just being paralyzed, being in a wheelchair, Mm -hmm. um, being unable to function, and I, I think that is the lesser of the two, but it's the more aware of the two because you can be paralyzed and still be mentally all there. You can still, I mean, you know, not being able to walk paralyzed and then being Christopher Reeve paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Two big differences. I'm talking like Christopher Reeve. Yeah, I'm, you're just trapped, man. You're just fucking trapped. You can't do shit. Yeah, no, I, I and that is a, a thing where I, I, I don't know how I, how I would deal with that. Mm-hmm. I know how I would like to deal with that, but drive yourself off a, a, into a pool in or your, in your, off of a parking garage or something like that. Yeah, and it, but you know, be an accident for insurance purposes. But <laughs> sure, actually, if you've had 
Anyway, we don't need to go into that. So Okay. All right. So is it next week's or is it listener reaction roundup? I have one tiny little thing. Howdy, partners. Now it's time for listener reaction roundup. Yeehaw! I, I was talking to friend of Joey last week at, at friend school of Joey? pickup. Friend of what, what did I say? You said friend of Joey. A friend of show Joey. And um, and then he texted me right after that and said, Matt had a really great quote a couple of weeks ago about not having the right to be offended through life. Pretty good drunken wisdom. <laughs> do, you, do you recall that? Yeah, I do. Okay. Every now and then I'll pull like a drunk wisdom quote out of my ass. One of uh, my good friends at his wedding, which I was just obliterated at his reception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said that of everybody that talked to him that day, I had like the one piece of wisdom that he and his wife took. And I was like, Hey, I gotta tell you something. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, there's one thing I've learned of being married for like 15 years. <laughs> okay. I said, be honest. Not when it's easy, but be honest when it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember saying that, but okay. <laughs> he, he's right. brought it up every time I've seen him since then. then. All right. Okay. So move to. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Three degrees to next week's movie and I think I like it. So I, I think for the rest of this season, I am going to give you an option. Okay. Each time. And this time, the option I'm giving you is genre. Okay. Um, the genres are comedy and non-comedy. <laughs> <laughs> let's go comedy. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Let's see. We did Johnny Dangerously two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, my next movie's not a comedy, so let's let's do comedy. Okay. Eddie Albert plays the president, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. In this movie, this week's movie, he plays Bill Barron in 1951's You're in the Navy Now. Jack Warden plays Morris in that film. He plays two roles in next week's 1980s movie. Can you give me a date? A year? 1980s movie. (laughs) 1980s. 1980. 1980. Jack Warden. Who the fuck is Jack Warden? You'd, You'd recognize him if you saw him. I can give you the names, if that helps. The names of the characters that he plays? Yes. Roy L. Fuchs and Luke Fuchs. Oh, we're doing used cars. Excellent. Uh, Directed by Spielberg, protege Robert Zemeckis, and written by Back to the Future team of Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Okay. Definitely boobs in that movie. (laughs) Look, Ma, bare tits. Yes, I think I'll be able to uh, direct Link from next week's movie. Can I can I make another guess as to your theme? Sh- no. Why? The, 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 you give me you you gave me two guesses. Yeah, so if you want, yeah, mine was so obvious though. <laughs> if you want to guess, that's fine, but I'm not going to answer yes or no. Okay. The movie stars somebody who actually served in World War II. And you're not going to answer it because you're a dick. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, but you're, you're wrong. Okay. Go ahead and bring okay. us on home. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. I, I apologize that if um, you, you're DVRing the Packer game and are going to watch it on Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, and I spoiled it Such for you. fucking Matt, asshole. just so you know, there were 22 seconds left in the game. Anything could have happened. Well, it did happen one time where Seattle scored, got an onside kick, and then actually won the game and went on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, they didn't. No, they lost the Super Bowl. Oh, is that the one they lost to mm-hmm. Brady yes. with the interception? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. Where was I? Betamax Rewind and Matt and Doug. Oh, yeah. Go to Facebook. You know, Betamax Rewind. Uh, like us. Send a message. Betamax Rewind at Yahoo.com. Send us an email. We'll read any feedback. You know, it's a complete fucking pain in the ass to go to iTunes and rate and review. Give a five-star rating. Leave a review. You know, but it does help with our algorithmic overlords and helps, you know, find people like you find us. So, yeah, this is a short yeah. podcast over under for this podcast. Uh, 220, five um, t- drinks. It's actually under 220. Oh, 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 is it? I had two beers and some coffee. Okay. I had six. So. It's God damn. You're, you're a problem. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will probably it's, it's, you know. It's early here. There's Sunday night football. I, I will probably have two more beers uh, tonight, and um, I, I don't. I don't. I never have six drinks. How can you do that? Well, I had two shots, so that's okay. that's yeah. that is two of them. I mean, I suppose when I make myself a bourbon, I'll pour two shots. Well, I mean, yeah. If I was drinking mixed drinks, I mean, that would be hard to actually manage as far as quantifying it. Because if yeah. you drink a like a tumbler of yeah, right. something, that's probably five shots. I usually do. You know, I fill like my tumbler. Well, not my tumbler. You know, I drink like a you know a cocktail glass, and I'll fill that fucker to the brink with ice, and then do two thirds bourbon, one one third water. Well, what what I'm drinking now actually smells like Fermunda. So Fermunda, okay. Yeah, it's truly grapefruit. Fucking terrible. All right. Oh, so, so we will see you next week for a movie. I, cars. I hope I, I love this movie as a kid. So did I. And I, I, I just hope it holds up. There's and, two guys. There's the two, there's the black dude who I've seen him before. I, I, I can picture him in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then there's another guy with kind of like crazy hair. Yeah. He, he actually was in, um, the movie two weeks ago. Um, he was the one. He was in. Uh, he was in Johnny Dangerously, and I said he was in another movie because he was from SCTV. What was he in Johnny Dangerously? Uh, I don't think he was this guy in this in used car. He's got like some crazy OCD. You're talking about the guy with the the yellow car. He can't drive a yellow car. Something like that. Yes. He he's an SCTV guy. That was the guy that I said he was in. He was a question about whether or not he had been in things before. Okay. I don't remember. I can picture him in my mind, but I can't picture him in Johnny Dangerously. Okay. So, yeah, we we will see you then. Hopefully, it'll be Saturday instead of Sunday, but... Um, going deer hunting this coming weekend, and I won't be home Saturday night, and on Sunday night, uh, we've got a scouting outing that will take me to like 8 o'clock at night, so I don't know when we're going to do the podcast. Thursday? Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Okay, just let me know. Okay. But we will see you then.
All right. Sounds good, man. Adios. Get out. Get out now.